Welcome back, everyone. It is episode 112 of Thirst and Goal. I am Franny. Across the table from me here, from me here is Ben wearing his Steelers gear once again. And we are a show about NFL football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Subscribe and you'll get everything you need to know about the NFL and become a whiskey and beer expert like us. Subscribe at our website, thirstandgoal.buzzsprout.com. Ben. How are you doing? I am doing well. Uh, and we have a special occasion tonight. Frane's birthday is this week. Another yeah. COVID quarantine <laughs> birthday come and gone. But Frane, how do you feel to be much younger than I am, but not as young as you'd yeah, like no, to be? I would definitely like to be a lot younger than I am right now. Maybe not a lot younger. You know, I'm 37, Ben. If uh, if I could go back to 27, 28, that would be ideal. I think 27, 28 is a good age to be 37. I'm feeling it. I woke up this morning, Ben. Like I said, my back was sore. I could barely roll out of bed. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. And it only gets worse from here, <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to I say. I need a little bit of asper cream for my lower back this morning. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we all need that kind of help. But Franny, you know. You, did you do anything to celebrate your birthday other than get gifts from us, gifts yeah, from your family, maybe a couple drinks last night? Yeah, no, I, I did uh, go out with some coworkers last night. Um, you know, bars are open here in L.A., at least outdoors. Uh, you know, unfortunately, still indoors is not possible, but we were able to uh, get a table outdoors. So it's kind of nice to uh, go out. I haven't been out in a while. It's been a long time since I've actually sat out at a bar like that and uh it, it was it was uh, it was nice to socialize once again and feel semi-normal once again yeah for sure i cannot wait for everything and anything to be open once more uh but Franny, how was your week this week other than your birthday uh it was good man it was it was uh it was actually it flew by i mean monday through thursday was pretty quick friday dragged but what about you ben long very <laughs> very long uh, week this week, I am not going to lie, uh, but happy to be here hosting this podcast. This is our escape from reality. Yes, exactly. Celebrating a birthday. Friday. what are you drinking? What do you have on the table in front of you? Well, tonight, Ben, like I did last week and the week before, I have the Buffalo Trace. Almost, the bottle is almost dead. I've, I've almost killed off this bottle. It's a little bit of the Buffalo there. Trace, uh, which is a great bourbon on its own, but I'm mixing it with a little bit of... Uh, Coke and a little bit of club soda as well. What about you, Ben? Yeah, watch your figure. Every Fine. year it gets harder and harder and That's more difficult. That's what I hear. Yeah. When you're tired all the time, you know you've reached a certain age. Uh, I am drinking, uh, continuing to drink, the beautiful Uncle Val's Botanical Gin. Friday got me this a few weeks ago. It's a great gin full of lots and lots of spicy botanicals for the winter season got that mixed in with a little lime little rosemary burnt the rosemary yep. turn the glass over let the rosemary smolder in the glass which makes for a really nice gin and tonic a uh, little tonic in there as well uh, but i'd highly recommend that get some rosemary let it dry a little bit get it on fire blow it out put your glass on top of the smoldering rosemary and you get some nice spice in the glass. Friday, what are we going to talk about tonight? Tonight, Ben, on the big board, 
We have our NFL news as usual. Some interesting news for tonight. We also have a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. We have another feel-good story coming up as well, Ben. I can't wait to hear the music, at least. <laughs> for yeah, that exactly. Music is always wonderful. And we also have our shot of the week, which is... For my birthday. It's another birthday shot. You know, it's it's funny. We always celebrate our birthdays on the show, Ben. I mean, we yep. celebrated yours a couple of times already. A couple of them already. A couple of times. And Sonia's as well. And hers is coming up in just about a month or so. Wow. And we also Time have is blasting by. Distillery history. That's new. Yep, that's, that's new. That's, that's, you that's know, figure we're going into the, uh, the slow right part of the season. Yeah. We'll <laughs> beef up uh, the... You know, the drinking portion of the show by giving our listeners a little bit of history from, you know, what what is my favorite uh, part of Scotland in terms of scotch. You know, the Isla, the smoky, the peaty scotches. I know Franny really likes them as mm -hmm. well. So we'll start with the, the 12 or 14 distilleries there. Taste. We didn't like it right away, but now we gravitate towards it all oh, the time. I do Whenever too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it just has a, just its own distinct flavor that we love. And uh, we're going to be talking about Ardbeg tonight and we also have our brown of the night our beverage which is a birthday gift from ben a very generous gift a 23 year old craig latchy <laughs> i'm not, I'm well, not it's, it's, it's that's our best shot yeah folks. I'm, I'm not sure craig exactly Lachie. how they say it i don't think it's italian scotland no. but uh craig craig latchy that's yeah, a craig latchy distillery that doesn't sound better now. Yeah, it that does. sounds more it like does. it. And uh, we also have our beer of the night. Last week, we enjoyed that sour ale so much. Tonight, I picked up a sour monkey, sour triple or triple uh, from Victory. And uh, so we'll definitely try that. I can't wait to try that. And that's actually 9.5% alcohol. Wow, all right. Yikes. That's got quite a bit of alcohol all right in there. Then. And we also have some housekeeping to finish up the show. All right, Franny, what's first up on the big board? First up on the big board, Ben, is NFL News. Can you uh, believe it? I wonder what we'll talk about we first. We are into the NFL News. Franny, yep. first up, yep. Carson Wentz, your beloved Carson Wentz. Franny, a lifetime. A lifelong Eagles fan sees his quarterback go out the trading door. For the nothing. first solid quarterback since Donovan McNabb to walk through the door. Probably the best quarterback you've had in many, hey, hey, many hey, hey, decades. Hey. Mike Fick did a pretty good job with the Eagles for That's a couple true. years there, That's too. That's true. But the Philadelphia Eagles agreed to trade quarterback Carson Wentz to the Frank Reich led Indianapolis Colts for a 2023rd round pick and a conditional 2022 second round pick that could but won't turn into a first round pick. <laughs> League sources told everyone this week. But yeah. Frane, what do you say? Carson Wentz going out the you know, door for a bag of old golf balls? Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, the Eagles didn't get anything for this guy. Um, but that just shows how much the relationship between him and the Eagles had soured. I mean, he just wanted to leave. He wanted to get out of there. And whenever you have a disgruntled player like that on your roster, you just kind of have to move on. I'm not sure what Houston is going to do with Watson, but it's a similar situation. Uh, but it's sad. I mean, it is sad. I mean, the Eagles moved up in 2016 to pick him up second overall in the draft. So they gave up picks to get him, and they're not really getting that much in return. And he was expected to be the cornerstone of the franchise. He was expected to be the starting quarterback for years and years. Uh, but it looks like it came to an end in 2020. And now in 2021, we'll be looking at somebody else. I'm not sure if it's going to be Jalen Hurts 
Or if they draft somebody else, we'll see. There's talk about them possibly, you know, drafting at sixth overall. They could still possibly move up. But, you know, sixth overall, they might, you know, reach on one of the quarterbacks that are remaining. Yeah, head coach Suriani, as well as Howie Roseman, who is definitely on the hot seat right now, yeah. uh, essentially said that Jalen Hurts is not guaranteed to be the starter. They will be bringing in quarterbacks uh, to compete for the starting job. But this was a terrible deterioration of relationships. It was reported this week that Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson went weeks yeah, without this talking. season without talking to each other at all. I have no idea who's to blame for that. I can only assume... Uh, based on what I've seen on yeah. the field and from what I know about both individuals, that Carson Wentz was probably more to blame for that than Doug Peterson. But I almost, I almost, you know, given what you guys got in return, given the fact that you're going to have $33 million on the cap yeah. next year, dead cap money, 18% of what will likely be $185 million salary cap next year, that's a big deal. Yep. I can't help but wonder if maybe they should have just said, you know what, we're not going to trade you. You're stuck here. You don't have to play. Go home and don't get paid. You'll get what you got coming to you guaranteed, but the rest of it will be on our books, but we're not paying it to you in actual cash money. You're stuck here. Now make it work. Uh, yeah. Because they didn't get shit yeah. in return. No. A third round pick and a conditional, conditional second, second. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's from really, the Colts who will be competitive. Yeah, definitely not what Matthew Stafford. That what's um, what Detroit got for Matthew Stafford, and that's what they were kind of looking for. But Matthew Stafford obviously has been in the league and has accomplished a little bit more on the field. Uh, you know, Wentz had one really good season in 2017 where, you know, if he didn't get injured, he might have been the MVP that season. But in 2018, he was injured. 2019, he followed up with a slow start in the beginning of the season. Uh, towards the latter part of the season, he did pick it up a little bit, made it to the playoffs, didn't finish his first playoff game. Uh, and then this year, he was just, uh, he was terrible. He was atrocious. I mean, you know, I'm I'm not sure what the Colts really expect to get from Wentz. I'm not sure if they might even, you know, kick the tires on somebody else that's out there. Uh, Fitzpatrick, maybe. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, you guys will probably end up you know, with Fitzpatrick. I, I think there's just there's something wrong. Not with you know his mechanics. I mean, it's just it's between his ears right now yeah. with Carson Wentz. I mean, especially and, not talking to your head coach, yeah, who's exactly. essentially your own boss. Exactly. And I, you know, I think regardless both, of how much money you make, that both is your those boss. guys should have handled the situation a little bit better. I mean, this is a professional league, and I mean, just imagine—you never know it if you scroll through Twitter for a couple hours. Just imagine going to work and not speaking to one of your coworkers because you didn't like them. I mean, you just can't do that. You just don't. You Let don't, alone your own boss. Exactly. You have yeah, no, to I'm, I'm sorry. Of, I'm not talking yeah, I'm not to you talking, today. Exactly. Who the fuck does that? <laughs> and, you know, I mean, for Carson Peterson, Wentz. Peterson should have handled it better, too. I'm not sure, you know, who exactly initiated this no contact or no talking. But, I mean, if you're the coach, you have to go to your quarterback and say, NFL restraining listen, order. listen, bro. We're paying you $33 yeah. million. You're going to talk to me, and we're going to get to the bottom of this, and you're going to go back to playing like you did in 2017. God but this it. didn't take long. No, it I didn't. mean, no. From, from the time that we were sitting out here, you know, recording the podcast when that contract was signed, not a lot of time has passed between then and today mm -hmm. for this relationship with the team to deteriorate to this point yeah. where you're trading away a guy that you gave $160 million to or whatever it was, $140 million to. Mm -hmm. Just a couple years ago, uh, it just it blows my mind how bad this went for mm -hmm. the Eagles and for Carson Wentz. And I can't help but wonder if they should have just said, you know what, you're stuck here. Yeah, you can, yeah. you can, you can. Well, I mean, sit out you if you want, you want, but you are stuck here because you are an employee of this team. Yeah. You are not a man on an island. There are 53 men. There are 32 franchises. 
you uh, you know ultimately at the end of the day you're nobody mm-hmm. and you're going to stay here and you're going to play mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or you can stay at your house and we'll pay you whatever we owe you under the contract but you're not going to get paid your salary well i mean you, you know you don't want that sort of situation you know boiling over into the locker room and you have other players there um yeah it, it's it, you just you don't want that headache that cancer um and and it you know there was a couple i mean a few years ago it was Alshon Jeffrey that mentioned uh, that, you know, Carson Wentz wasn't exactly the greatest teammate. And those were sort of rumors. Yeah, were, and he got so much shit he, for he that did. at the time. And he it turns did. out he was because right. it seems like, I mean, in Chicago, he had some similar issues. Remember, and, everybody you know, figured, was jumping on him for that. Like, yeah. how dare you? Yeah, exactly. But it seems like Alshon Jeffrey was right. I mean, the only reason I doubted Alshon Jeffrey is because he sort of said the same things in Chicago as well. Um, but, you know, it seems like those rumors were true, it seems. Uh, and so, you know, you definitely don't want somebody sitting on the team like that to cause headaches. And so it's better to just move on from him. I'm not, I'm not sure how he's going to perform with the Colts. Obviously, they have a good offensive line. The cap. They have a good, you know, the offensive side of the ball is also pretty good there. But anyway, it's Frank Reich. I mean, Frank Reich, you know, seems like he might have been the brains to the whole the Eagles brains behind operation. The operation. Uh, you know, when he's they won the, the Steve Super Bowl. Jobs, not the, uh, not so, the Steve Schmidt. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think the Colts are the perfect destination for Carson Wentz. But like you said, Ben, I can't believe that things went south this quickly after what he signed the contract at the beginning of, of uh, the season pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, it blows my mind. Mm -hmm. I mean, it blows my mind. They've got him through, I think 2023. I could be wrong on that. Uh, Yes. You guys are stuck with the $33 million cap hit this coming year uh, but in terms of salary the Colts are on the hook for 25 million dollars in 2021 22 and 20 22 million in 2022 25 million in 2023 mm-hmm. and 26 million in 2024 should he play out this contract I, I just I've never seen anything like this at the quarterback level mm-hmm. in the NFL I mean I know you know we could talk about the comparison to what's going on in Houston with Deshaun Watson but that team is a mess and has been a mess and is clear for all the world to see that they are, in fact, a mess. But the Eagles, you know, this just happened so quickly. From a team that was in the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl in 2017-2018 season, you know, with a, with a, a head coach that people seem to respect, you know, a great owner and a great roster, tons of injuries, obviously. I mean, just injury upon injury upon Never injury. Either. But for the Eagles to go from Super Bowl to, to this yeah, I mean, in complete, two years. They're a complete mess right now. They're like every other team in the NFC East at the moment. Um, you know, I mean, right now, if I was to pick a winner for next season, I would say, uh, you know, Cowboys. The Cowboys are, they have the best roster. I mean, if Dak Prescott can play at the same levels that he did before his injury, I mean, they would probably be the favorite, but they're not that much better. I mean, the Eagles, I mean, they're just a complete mess right now. And as an Eagles fan, it's disgusting to watch. Yeah. And Howie Roseman, last man standing. Yeah. You know, that's why you don't really, you know, like we thought, you know, we, we berated Alshon Jeffrey for what he said. You know, and right now everyone's saying, like, how dare Jeffrey Lurie, you know, keep Howie Roseman, uh, you know, as the last person standing in this situation. You know, he clearly didn't know what he was doing. He drafted Carson Wentz. He hasn't drafted any pro bowler since Fletcher Cox. Yeah. He doesn't know what he, how dare he be the well, last I mean, person standing. And maybe thought. it, maybe it will turn out that he's the only one that knows what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, it, it seemed, you know, like Carson Wentz had a promising future with the Eagles. I mean, even when they first drafted him that season in 2016, he was kind of forced into starting. Uh, quarterback role and he performed 
fairly decent for a rookie. I mean, they finished seven and nine that season. He followed up with an eleven and two start. Got injured and in 2018. Unfortunately, he was injured once again. Um, but you know, I, I just didn't think he would fall off a cliff this quickly this year. Yeah. I mean, he was the worst quarterback. I mean, he was second to worst basically in the league when you look at his numbers. When you look at his turnovers, I mean, uh, he was just terrible. And I'm not sure what Colts fans expect from this guy. 2017. I, yeah, well, that's what they expect. I mean, hopefully that's what they, you know, what 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 he'll be able to produce. Um, but I I just don't see it happening. I mean, it, it seems like he's lost confidence in his abilities completely. I mean, even this season with all the injuries, uh, I mean, he was holding onto the ball way too long, trying to make way too many things happen down the field when they just weren't there. Even when there were open receivers, he was still throwing into double, triple coverage. And, you know, you, you bring in Jalen Hurts, who was also a rookie, and he performed better. I mean, it's like he won a ton of games, but he showed more poise and more yeah. confidence than Carson Wentz did the entire season. And he had the same injuries, the same issue with the offensive line, the yeah, same limitations same in terms of the weapons on offense. And, you know, I, I mean, I can't help but think that this was probably... You know, the coffee timer was set to brew huh. at the beginning of last season. And that's, I mean, I know people are criticizing Howie Roseman, but if he saw this shit coming, you know, a year ago when we were criticizing them for drafting Jalen Hurts, mm -hmm. it, it does kind of look, make him and Jeffrey Lurie look pretty smart now for at least making that move yeah. then, which we thought was crazy. Well, I think but they, maybe they saw this coming. Yeah. Well, Jalen Hurts was, um, I mean, his first round pick, right? He, he was the second round pick. He was uh, he was picked up early in the second oh, round. Early, yeah, early. Um, but you know, I, I I think the reason they picked him up was because of Carson Wentz's injury issues, his injury history, and they kind of just you know picked him up as a flyer. You know, to kind of see what happens with him, and it, you know, it, it's almost like a you know I want to say a blessing in disguise, but it's good to have you know that type of player, that type of talent that you could pick up in the second round that can become a potential starter in this league and he showed hope that so. he could be but you know we'll see what happens moving forward I mean still early in the offseason and uh, you know who knows what else can shake out for the Eagles uh, but it's not very pretty in Philadelphia no. right now and it's no. it's it's not the city of yeah, brotherly love I don't think it's going to get you know any better anytime soon for the Eagles I mean they, they released uh, Deshaun Jackson obviously he was um, injured for most of his second tenure with the Eagles uh, and that saves 4.9 million dollars uh, on the cap right there. There you go, um, Russell but, I mean, Wilson. There's, there's a guy you can pick up. <laughs> but, I mean, they, they just have so many issues now. And, and you know, I mean, we're going to talk about, you know, Zach Ertz, you know, next. But, you know, this whole thing happens so quickly and it's so sad. Yeah. You know, af after, you know, February 4th of 2018, hoisting the Lombardi Trophy, and now we're at this point where you don't know where this organization is going to go exactly. Uh, but I mean, they're they're pretty much in the same mess as everybody else in the NFC East, and it's really sad. I mean, it's it, it, this was a division for anybody to take, and it looked like the Eagles might be that team to take this division, but they they failed miserably. It's too bad. It's too bad. All right, Franny, ready to move on? Let's move on, Ben. Next up, more sad news out of Philadelphia. <laughs> Zach Ertz on the move. Stop? Let's just stop. I mean, it's like <laughs> Eagles news, and none of it is good. Eagles new Eagles tight end Zach Ertz gave a tearful goodbye to fans this week, thanking the city for supporting him in eight seasons that he spent in Philadelphia. And now with this news, Ertz's belief is that he played his last down in the city, and it seems to be coming true. According to sources, the Eagles have been in talks with the Colts and the Seattle Seahawks to deal Ertz. Last season, Ertz, who had been named to the Pro Bowl three times, played in 11 games. After dealing with an ankle injury, Ertz cost 36 passes for 335 yards and a TD. But another guy that you like, 
also moving on. Zach Ertz not going to be brought back by the Philadelphia Eagles, not able to get anything in a trade for him either. So it just bad to worse. Franny, what say you about the departure of Carson Wentz's favorite weapon? Yeah, right. Um, I mean, you know, Zach Ertz, one of my favorite players, you know, for the Eagles last couple of seasons. Uh, he's been a very solid tight end. Not too much yak. He's not, no, he's, he's, not too much. He's yet. the yakless wonder yeah. right there. Yards but I mean, lost after catch. great hands though, uh, for a tight end. I mean, a huge touchdown in the Super Bowl, a huge, uh, fourth down conversion in the Super Bowl as well. Uh, I mean, he meant a lot to this team in those eight years. Unfortunately, this past season, he did suffer some injuries. And so he just was not the same player. Obviously, you know, having a battered offensive line and not giving your quarterback enough time to throw the ball. Another issue with the team, uh, but with Zach Ertz moving on, I mean, it's really sad because he definitely was one of my favorite players uh, for the Eagles these last few years. And you know how I feel about Eagles tight ends, man. Brent Selleck. Yep. At least you have one left. Favorite. At least you have one left. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you still have Dallas, Dallas Goddard. Goddard. I, mean, least... I don't even know what's going to happen to Dallas Goddard now. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, you know, Russell Wilson doesn't have any tight end. So at least you guys got one tight end left. Hey, but they were talking about Zach and Ertz. He was ranked higher than Zach Ertz this past season. That's true. That's true. I mean, he's obviously a very good tight end himself. Um, but, you know, Zach Ertz, there was some talk about him going to Seattle potentially, too. Yeah, I mean, just what he needs, another tight end that can't move the ball down the field after he catches he can, it. Yeah, but he can catch it, though. That's true. Jimmy Graham part two <laughs> in, in Seattle. Funny, are you ready to move on? Hey, I mean, there, there's not that many Kittles out there, okay? No, that's true. That's true. But even, e- many, even Ebron had a better, many, even Eric Ebron had a better year. Not that many Kelseys out there. No, that's yeah. true. I'll take one. Steelers, please. <laughs> you know, let me get a glass of water, a coffee, and one George Kittle, please. Next up, J.J. Watt looking to mull over where he wants to land. Uh, All the word on the street is that he's either going to end up in Buffalo or in Chicago or with the Cleveland, golly, the Cleveland Browns. But his wife is partial to the Bears. Friday, what say you about J.J. Watt? Where do you think J.J. Watt should land this offseason? No mention of Pittsburgh? Uh well, uh, but I, mean, I, I don't think it's a real I, I, I possibility. Makes, I mean, come on, just 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 he wants to win. Well, come on, you guys went eleven zero. We went <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah, it, it was it, to start the season. Did I, did I miss that eleven and zero that that yeah. eleven game season? I left? remember. I remember a, what happened after that, that? smile on your <laughs> yeah, face, that exactly. grin from ear to ear, and all those uh, those hot <laughs> yeah. shots that we were taking like those spicy shots, win after win after win. I mean, you know, Pittsburgh definitely has a team there. Where you can, you know, you can make it pretty far in the AFC. That smile right was now. a lot of denial. But I think you know, that was a I, denial smile. I, I think I think JJ Watt would be the perfect fit for the Steelers with his brother there, there to see both of them on the field together. I mean, JJ Watt's not a starter anymore. He's a little bit older. He's been, you know, these last five years he's been injured consistently. Uh, but I think it's a good landing spot for. J.J. Watt, I, I I would hate to see him go to the Browns or or to one of your division rivals over there, or even Chicago. Yeah, I mean, uh, Chicago's his, defense uh, is good enough as it is. They don't I mean, need him. Yeah, and I know his his spouse wants him to, I can't remember, I think she's a soccer player, if I don't, you know, if I recall correctly. It, you know, uh, if I were him, I would I would sooner go to the Steelers for the same money or less money I would to play on money. a better defense with a team that has a chance on offense. Wait, that, I, I would. You two brothers or three brother, brothers? It would be three. It would be three Watt, brother, Watt, yeah. Watt. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because we have the, 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 the fullback as well. Yeah, look at that. So we have TJ Watt, Derek Watt, and JJ Watt on the what? same team. What? Uh, I, I mean, I, you couldn't pay me enough to go play in Chicago if I were JJ Watt. I don't even know why that's on the table. I don't yeah. know what his spouse is they have thinking. No quarterback they have there. no quarterback. They have, they have 
not a particularly large amount of talent on offense. Yeah, yeah the nope. defense is good. But Chicago would not even be – I wouldn't even entertain Chicago. Might as well stay in Houston or have stayed in Houston. Yeah, I mean, Buffalo has a chance. Cleveland has a chance. Steelers, yeah. depending on what they do. Buffalo, but I think I w- Buffalo would also be a good destination for him too. Uh, you know, if he wants to win now, Buffalo is built for that or at Tampa. the moment. You know, yeah, you Shaq, Tampa. Barrett's re- Shaq Barrett's going to move on for more money. Yeah. But I, I would I would love to see J.J. Watt in a Pittsburgh uniform. Oh, me uniform. too, me too. And, and, and what we've learned, I think, you know, it's speculating is fun. You know, talking about what we think is going to happen is fun, but these things never end up going the way that we think they're going to go. Yeah, uh, I mean, he might end it's up fun to like, talk about in it. Las Vegas, yeah. for all we know. Yeah, he could end. Up, yeah, it, well, oof, Raiders. <laughs> uh, but he, you know, he could end up with the Chiefs. He could. I mean, he, there's a lot of different places he could end up from, yeah. depending on how much he's willing to pay to play for. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to, right now, I mean, the scuttlebutt is you know Bills, Browns, Bears, and Pittsburgh. Steelers, sort of as a, as a in, down there in the back seat. I I would love to see him come play and and back up. Uh, you know, back them up in in Pittsburgh and not you know maybe play sixty percent of the downs, seventy percent of the downs, forty percent. Yeah, well, I think he's yeah, <laughs> he's JJ Watt. You, you know, yeah, he's gonna well, have to stay on the field a little bit more than that. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's not gonna play ninety eight percent of the downs older, like his brother. He's been injured, you know. I mean, you, you, you gotta you gotta you know, you know, understand his injury history. I yeah, mean, that's he, true. He can't stay on the field that long. That's he's, true. That's true. Know, you you don't want to grind him into the ground. I mean, just you just, you want to, you want a fresh JJ Watt entering the playoffs. Yeah, playoffs, playoffs. <laughs> uh, we'll see about the Steelers because we have a little Steeler news coming up next. At least we got some bad news in Steelerland to go on top of the bad news in Eagle Land. What an off season, huh? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I would love, but I mean, I would love like to see our teams are yeah, just falling apart, falling apart. I mean, it's drama and rumors on both teams. Well, right now we're in the drama and rumor stage in Pittsburgh. You guys are in the drama and rumor stage, and now it's actually happened. No, it's just a car accident right now. Yeah, no, it's, 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 a, it's a terrible car yeah, accident. Paramedics are on the scene yeah, now. Exactly. We're still we're still driving down the freeway. We don't realize we haven't hit the we haven't hit the divider yet. <laughs> it's it's like that 155 car pileup in in, in, in Texas. Houston. I mean, it's, it's, that was that was that was terrible. But that's basically what's going. I mean, it's like it's just a terrible pileup right yeah, now. Yeah, it just and it just you know on top one thing on top of another, and it just sort of snowballs on top of each other. But yeah, I would love to see JJ Watt go somewhere competitive. You know, Buffalo would be a good choice. Cleveland would be a terrible choice as Buffalo. far as I'm concerned. Uh-huh. Uh, Why is that, Ben? Because they play in my division, and I don't need any more. I don't need JJ Watt on top of Miles Garrett and in Cleveland coming after my 40 year old quarterback next year, or or coming after Mason Rudolph. Do you want to say the negative? Do you want to fuck say- the Cleveland <laughs> Browns? I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, I like Cleveland. Support, I, I support him. Cleveland. But I got but I would I'd like to take a shot at your birthday, so I'll say yeah, something yeah, yeah. I'll say something negative. But I actually said something positive about the Cowboys too. I said I, you know, I thought they were the leaders in the division right now. So if I say something Fair enough. positive. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we got a little bit of news coming up there about oh, really? the, about the Cowboys as well. Oh, okay. And I'd love to hear your talk or your take on that. Uh because it given everything else that's happening right now in the NFL, nothing would shock me. Aaron Rodgers gets traded, wouldn't shock me. Uh, there, are, there's so much going on in the NFL in terms of the high-level players that are getting moved around that literally nothing would shock me at this point, other than Patrick Mahomes getting traded. Nothing would shock <laughs> would shock me, or Tom Brady getting traded. Who nothing wants to would take shock. On that half a billion dollar salary, yeah, right? exactly. Especially when you can't put up a touchdown in the oh. Super Bowl. All right, hey, he tried his best. All yeah, right, he yeah. tried his best. He was like it, somersaulting and his doing best all wasn't good enough. Gymnastics to throw the ball into the end zone. Hey, hey just you know, hitting the guys in the helmet. What do you, you can't catch the ball. Yeah, those are the words of Giselle. You can't yeah. throw the ball and catch the ball. Well, play. You know, get get the uh, get amazing grace or uh, Irish eyes are smiling <laughs> playing because the Chiefs are done. 
They're cooked. Oh, I don't know about that, Ben. Well, I don't know about that. You want to do the shop? Yeah, let's do the shop, Ben. Per our drinking game agreement, if I say anything negative or overly positive about a team in my division, I take a shot, which is the NFC East. Or if Ben says anything negative or overly positive about any team in his division, which is the AFC North. Yeah, I should have said something nice about Cleveland. I mean, I really or, would rather say something nice about them than mean. Or if you say anything negative about Antonio Brown, but you've been pretty high on Antonio Brown recently. Hey, hey cleaned his act or, up, or, got a Super Bowl win, got a touchdown yeah, in the Super Bowl. He did. Or if Sonia, who's not on the podcast tonight, but eventually will join us, uh, if she says anything negative about a team in her division or her own team, which is the Seattle Seahawks, she takes a shot, and that is the NFC West. All right, let's do it. All right, what geez. are we drinking here, Franny? This is a very disgusting root beer, yeah, Ellington Reserve flavored whiskey. It's the root beer uh, flavored whiskey, and it's it is it is not it is probably the worst one that we've yeah, had on the show no so Craig-a-lache. far. It is uh, it is thick, it is syrupy, it is overly sweet, and after you know two or three shots of these, the next morning you know you'll have a headache. Exactly. Yeah. Let's cheers. Do it. Clink. <laughs> That's like the fourth cheers we've I done. Know. <laughs> We'll get to the shot. Uh, oh, that's disgusting. That is headache. That inducing. is disgusting. Next up, a little drama in Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger. Should he stay or should he go? The Pittsburgh Steelers are reportedly making progress on Ben Roethlisberger's contract situation, according to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler, who reported the news earlier this week on SportsCenter. But another little bit of scuttlebutt that came out. This week, Ike Taylor, uh, former cornerback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, said Ben Roethlisberger should retire. Uh, we also had news so. from Kevin Colbert saying, as far as I know, at this point, Ben Roethlisberger is a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. No progress on the contract. Should, should still remain one. But he has a $41 million cap hit next year if he comes back to play. And the most likely path to an extension is an extension that will reduce his cap number for the upcoming season, though it's likely to create dead money in you know out in two or three years at least. Uh, according to Jeremy Fowler, everyone he's talked about, he believes Ben Roethlisberger will be the Steelers quarterback in 2021, and that any contract restructure will have to be completed before the roster bonus due in March. Should Roethlisberger return, he'll be without center and good friend Marquise Pouncey, who announced his retirement along with his brother on Friday. Or this past Friday, the Steelers could lose several starting linemen, including left tackle Alejandro Villanueva. Bye. And left guard Matt Filer. We got a replacement for you, Matt. Sorry. Both are slated to hit free agency, and Juju Smith-Schuster is also scheduled to be a free agent. Bye. Uh, so, you know, yeah. but but it, it, it's an interesting time in Pittsburgh because Kevin Colbert is being completely noncommittal about what's going to happen with Ben Roethlisberger. Mm -hmm. Ben Roethlisberger has said, rightly or wrongly, truthfully or not, that he was willing to play for the league minimum this year, this coming year, if he has to. But in order to make that happen, they are going to have to push this money out, you know, next year, the year after, the year after that. So essentially, Ike Taylor, the former cornerback, said the best thing that Ben Roethlisberger can do is retire now and give the Steelers that flexibility on the cap, you know, a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, so that they can start to rebuild this team on the offensive line and at the quarterback position. This is a really tough one. I mean, I'm of a, I'm of the mind that if you have Ben Roethlisberger on the roster, mm -hmm. you bring him back because the, the the other options you have, drafting 24th is not to draft a quarterback unless somehow a quarterback you want slips down to 24. But who is it going to, you know, e even with the money, 
you know, moving forward, I don't think that's a good enough reason to let Ben Roethlisberger retire. Yeah, no, I mean, there's no, there's no heir apparent to Ben Roethlisberger right now. There's absolutely nobody hey, sitting. Rudolph. There's nobody sitting in the wings right now that's going to take over and play at the same levels that Roethl- an older Roethlisberger can play at. I mean, even an old Roethlisberger is better than a lot of the guys in the league. Even this past season, he played decently. I mean, I think it was just the uh, the offense and the overly complicated offense that they ran say that again. this year. Um, you know, if you could simplify it just a little bit. I mean, like you said, Smith-Schuster is moving on. No biggie. You know, the, the Steelers yeah. never have any issues finding, you know, the next great. I mean, they have Claypool now. And who knows who they'll find yeah, I mean, and sh- in the and draft this year. Smith-Schuster wasn't great But they year. have, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't good the last couple of years. Yeah. He's actually been, you know, just he's not eighteen. Decent. He's not $18 million. He's, no, he's not 18. Yeah. He's not 15. He's about maybe eleven or twelve million dollars, maybe, uh, you know, if he's in the right situation. But I mean, he's definitely not the kind of guy that you know. He's not the next Antonio Brown, that's for sure. No, no. Uh, and that's what I thought he might be. I mean, like that, that a couple of seasons ago, that season that he had, he was pretty great. But yeah. he's 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 deteriorated. Just yeah, a little bit. I mean, he had some gutty catches this year, but yeah. But I mean, so did Washington, and 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 I mean, you know, so did Ebron. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're still going to need one more receiver, I think. Yeah, but you know, as far as you know, moving on from Roethlisberger, I don't think the Steelers are ready for that. Just I'm yet. not ready. It's, yeah. it just, I mean, I got tears in my eyes right now. I, I can see them. I you, know, see I, them. I, you know, guys been there for 17 years, 17, yeah. 18 years. It, yeah. It's you know, I don't know that Roethlisberger is the reason that the Steelers did not succeed. After that eleven and zero start, yeah, no. I mean they couldn't. You 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 know, Walter you Payton couldn't. He could not have. Run, Walter Payton couldn't run behind yeah, that line. That's what I'm saying. You have no running game whatsoever. I mean, you're leaving your quarterback on an island there. I mean, basically, I mean, you can't move the ball. You know, you're going to be throwing the ball. So I mean, the defense is going to you know, you know, play against like the, the the pass. I mean, because there's no nobody to run the ball. I mean, there's absolutely nobody. And it's yeah. been like that for a couple of years now. And we've been saying this on the podcast. Yeah. And they still ha- don't have a, a capable running back. And obviously, the offensive line didn't help too much. Yeah, I mean, Leonard Fournette, you saw how important he was to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl and down the stretch in the playoffs. So to say that you you know, you know don't have to draft a quarter uh, a running back high, I still think is it's not yet a true statement. I, I don't think you can just plug and play whatever running back. San Francisco can. Denver did it for many years. But I don't think most teams can just plug and play whatever running back they, they would like behind a good scheme with a good offensive line. I think they probably should draft a running back, at least in the second round. Yeah. And On fourth and one, you shouldn't be throwing a screen pass every single time. Yeah, Because I mean, you know what to expect. Yeah, the defense knows we, what to expect. We were, we had, You're not going to run the ball. Yeah, we have to be a screen pass. We had fourth and goals this yeah. year from the one-yard line, and we couldn't get a yard mm-hmm. uh, running the ball. So that's a bigger problem than Ben Roethlisberger. You know, the salary is what the salary is. You know, every team that, that, that pushes up against the cap runs into this problem eventually. And I don't think you let Ben Roethlisberger walk simply because you want to free up you know, some money two or three years from now. I mean, look at what the Eagles just did with Carson Wentz. They got $33.5 million on the cap next year for a player that's not on the roster. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was so important to them to move in the right direction. So I, I can't imagine Ben Roethlisberger not being back. Uh, you know, if we had a better option, if we had Jalen Hurts waiting in the wings, or if we had Jordan Love waiting in the wings, or if we had Justin Herbert waiting in the wings, maybe. But Mason Rudolph, for all his, you know, engagement photos at the beach this week, <laughs> I don't think... You know, we saw him for six or seven games the year before last when Roethlisberger was hurt, and he never gave us any impression that he was ready to go. Not like Herbert did all year this year, not like Joe Burrow did in the games that he started earlier this year. He looked more like Tua and less like Herbert. Uh, So I would say bring bring Roethlisberger back, you know, restructure that contract, give him an extension. He retires after this year. Mm -hmm. You've got some dead cap money for, for two or three years after that, and you just live with it. Yeah. What say you? I I would not move on from a Ben Roethlisberger 
right now. Yeah, God, it would be sad. I mean, I know. you know, like he'd be crying. Yeah, I mean, seventeen years. Crying. It's a long time. It's a long time. <laughs> we have a relationship. We do. I, I have an emotional relationship with <laughs> Big Ben. Uh, next up, there's some. some it, I just want to run this by you mm-hmm. because it's not a real thing. It's not a real trade. Yeah, it's not a real thing that's going to happen. But but people are talking about it. It's not going to happen because of how unhappy Russell Wilson is in Seattle. That there is some talk that the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. could sign Dak Prescott to that four-year contract that he wants to sign. Get that on the books. Get him signed up. Get him locked up, and then trade. Dak Prescott to the Seattle Seahawks straight up for Russell Wilson. Friday, what say you? Can that happen? Uh, Would that happen? No. Why can't it happen? I, Russell Wilson is unhappy. Dak Prescott is unhappy. Well, Dak Prescott's not unhappy well, he's, with the team. He's not. I, I, he's unhappy with the contract situation. Yeah, he's unhappy with the contract situation. He's got an idiot for an owner. He, I think he, he, you know, the guys in the locker room respect Dak Prescott. You know, they love the guy. And, I, and he, he feels the same way. I mean, he loves the team. I mean, he doesn't have anything yeah. against the team. And the he's guys not like in Carson Seattle Wentz don't love who, Russell Wilson. Who hates, you know, being in Philadelphia or Deshaun Watson who hates being in, you know, Houston. It's a whole different story with Dak. Dak loves being in Dallas. Now, I, you would hate to move on. And I, I just don't, and, and the same thing. With Russell Wilson, you know, I mean, obviously he is, you know, complaining about the situation in Seattle, but I, I still think he has a good, um, a good relationship with the team, with the players, with, with the coach. Maybe uh, I, I just think he is trying to get the wheels moving and 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 getting some help around him and protecting him, which has always been an issue. Yes, he wants to be Tom Seattle. Brady without actually being Tom Brady. Well, come on, you were talking about him being an MVP. Yeah, he was earlier in the year, but now that I've seen now I've seen the other side of Russell Wilson, the non Tom Brady side. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see this happening at all. I mean, it's interesting to talk about, but I just, I definitely don't see that move happening at all. I, I I think if if both guys can stay where they're where they are, they can definitely find some success. Dak in Dallas and Wilson in Seattle, and you know, obviously Wilson has found a lot of success in Seattle. But do you pull the trigger if you're Dallas? Well, if you're Dallas, do you pull the trigger? I mean, does Seattle pull the trigger? I mean, does does Seattle make that stupid move? Well, that's the question. Yeah, I don't don't see that happening. No, I don't see that happening. No, why would you move on from Russell Wilson? I mean, how much much better are you going to make the team in Seattle with Dak Prescott? You know, how much better is Dallas going to be with Wilson? I don't know. I I don't know either, but that's the question. But if you're Seattle, Russell Wilson is 32 years old. Mm -hmm. 32 years old. Dak Prescott's what, 24? Six twenty-seven, yeah, somewhere around there. I would say somewhere. Do around there. if you're Seattle, do you make that no, move? I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't do it. Really? No. Well, I mean, I mean, Russell Wilson still has quite a few years, maybe three or four more years of being competitive and being. But Dak's able... got maybe seven, eight, nine, ten, yeah. eleven. Yeah, I, I still think Russell Wilson <laughs> is the better quarterback. I don't. I don't necessarily disagree, but I've seen a side of Russell Wilson this this off season that I didn't like, mm-hmm. and I've never seen that. Well, and obviously Dak. Prescott's got five or six more years before he's as old as Russell Wilson, before he is in a position of potentially letting us see that side of him. Mm-hmm. But if I'm Seattle, I make that trade. Even after the injury, though? Yep. I mean, Russell, Russell Wilson is 32. He's never been injured. He's whining like he's a little never, baby right he's now. He's never been injured. He's, I mean, Dak Prescott uh, had his, his foot hanging from his well, leg. Well, but, it, but, it, but it wasn't, it wasn't uh, one of those injuries. It that wasn't they, an Alex Smith it was, injury, yeah, no. No, but, but it also wasn't like an injury that sort of a phantom injury. It was, it was, there was nothing that, that could be done about it. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, like something that recurs, like a hamstring or, you know, it's MCL. An, it's, I'm sure it's going to be nagging. It's going to be a nagging injury throughout his career. But it wasn't, you know, he wasn't injured before this. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of a freak accident type of injury. It was. 
But yeah, I mean, I think if I'm Seattle, I pull the trigger on that. Oh, come on. You're only saying that. You're saying that because your wife is not sitting out here. Well, yeah. But if she was here, she would slap you across the face right now. She would slap both of us. But I don't know if it's the wrong move. Even though I don't agree with you. I don't know if it's the wrong move. Oh, come on. I'm serious. Seeing the way that Russell Wilson is acting right now. Sonia better not listen to this podcast. She definitely won't. (laughs) But seeing the way that Russell Wilson is acting right now, given how much talent he's had around him for the last 10 years and how many opportunities they've had to go deep into the playoffs and haven't. Uh, for him to blame the team, blame Pete Carroll, blame the offensive scheme. But we've even all, we've, we've so he made, both he both said the offense made the same. Dis- we've, but, we've bo- made, but we've made the same arguments. Yeah, but he on the both show. said the offense sucked, and you should bring Brian Schottenheimer back. Which one is it? But, Does the offense suck, or, do, or is this the best offensive, offensive coordinator line, ever? Offensive line sucks, and we've always talked about their lack of throwing the football down the field, even though they have very good wide receivers, and for some reason they keep on forcing the run. I mean, we've we've talked about this. Why can't well, you, you got to run it? the ball? You see what yeah, Fournette did. I, I know, I know. You have to run the ball, but when you can throw the ball down the field too, you might as well do that. I mean, that that was one Just of our not chief, exclusively. Yeah, yeah, but that was one of our chief complaints. Yeah, 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 yeah. Always for Seattle. Yep. Don't force something that's not there. You have a locket. You have Metcalf. You know, you can throw the ball. I mean, he has the most beautiful deep ball that I've ever seen. I mean, seriously, the guy like throws. The ball into the what is it the the bread basket the yeah, apple the bread basket, basket the some kind the of basket bucket whatever the it is. basket but you know I mean he has the most beautiful long I don't ball dispute it and and that's been our chief complaint for Seattle I for so many years now I don't like yeah well I mean you know he's not I a d- guy how can you say that the offense was what you you didn't like the offensive scheme going down the stretch this season and then on the same se- in the same sentence say how dare the Seattle Seahawks fire the offensive coordinator that was responsible for the shitty offense that I was just <laughs> complaining about. It's all Pete Carroll's fault. Not a, me, not Brian Schottenheimer. It's a complicated not situation. The, no, okay. <laughs> I think that he, you know, like even in his statement, he said, well, like, uh, I think a lot of teams would, would want a guy who wants to win and wakes up as committed to being a champion every day. Like, what kind of, what is that? That's like, that's like, that's like early Michael Jordan. Like, what is the right thing to say right here? But, but it was, he's kind of egomaniacal. More so than I expected. Uh, and that's know, a I, good fucking team. De- I mean, I was yeah. discussing this with my brother yesterday. What is this magical team that you believe exists yeah. and we, we that is find, going to make this find perfect situation? And to complain about Tom Tom Brady, the reason people go to play for Tom Brady is because people want to go and play for Tom Brady mm-hmm. with Tom Brady. I don't see people knocking down your door. I see everyone that left that team writing articles about how shitty you are and how shitty the situation was there. That's true too. I can't argue that. I mean, there 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 are guys that have said certain things about the team and Russell Wilson, but you know, I I I I just don't see that move happening. You know, Dak Prescott going to Seattle and Wilson moving to Dallas. I would I would I would actually hate to see that happen because Dallas would be a better team. With, you think so? With Russell Wilson, I don't know. I do. I think so. Over the long term, over the long term, I think that that it would be in Dallas's detriment to, to have a thirty three year old quarterback next year yeah i don't know he's, he's he's still pretty good at his age he's still pretty good but at yeah. least we had a final we had a disagreement yeah. i just i just don't like what i'm seeing from one russell wilson yeah. lately yeah Again, gee golly whiz yes Jeez, i just want to move on because that team has been so yeah. good I, I, yeah carson was hurt that's not his fault yeah uh you know they just had so much opportunity to go deep into playoffs and they haven't done it mm-hmm. Uh, to blame Pete Carroll, to blame the offensive game plan, to blame the offensive well, line for all of this. I mean, there are certain things we can blame Pete, Pete Carroll for. Well, I yeah, mean, the Super know, Bowl for sure. Exactly. And maybe he's still harboring that. That yeah. you know, that, maybe, maybe. But either and that's something I would hold on to the rest of my. I mean, I would, I would hold on to that forever and ever and ever. I mean, I, I'd be, I'd still be rolling in my grave like years yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like whatever, eighty-five years old. 
you know, I, I die, I get buried. I'd still be turning my grave remembering that one play in the Super Bowl because that, that's two Lombardis right there that you could yep. have had. And now they have just that one. If you had just ran the ball on yep. the goal line. And I still think maybe there's, there's some guys on that team, Russell Wilson especially, that thinks maybe that shouldn't have happened. And maybe it's still kind of, you know, lingering. Yeah, but you got to turn the ba- turn the page. Yeah, well, Tom Brady, went, Tom really Brady went seven or eight years before he got back to his next Super Bowl and won a couple in a row. There was a stretch there after the the few in the early two thousands. Two thousand eleven. Yeah, he lost two thousand and there was a there was a long stretch before another Super Bowl win. Yeah, there was a little, little bit a little bit of a stretch, yeah. Yeah. So and yeah. he didn't he didn't start complaining and whining and you know, blaming Bill Belichick and everybody else for all the problems. Well we'll see you the next thirty for thirty on ESPN after the retirement of Tom Brady, it'll come out. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, we had some other stuff, but we're running a little bit. We're already forty-five minutes oh, in wow, on the NFL dude, news. That was, that was a long uh, so we'll, we'll we have some other things that we'll discuss next week that we had on the agenda for tonight, just so we don't keep you here longer than normal. Uh, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. Yes, thank you all to our new listeners, and there were many of you this week, so thank you all so much. I hope you all enjoyed our Super Bowl episode two weeks ago and our bonus episode as well. Uh, And since you're listening, since 2018, we have been a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Please consider heading to our website, thirstinggold.buzzproud.com. And from there, you can search our Search Thirsty Gold podcast on the web and subscribe, rate, and review. How many stars, Franny? Five stars, Ben. Bash it. Pound the five-star review button. Elbow it. Throw it up against the wall. Uh, Please, this week, just do us a favor. Franny and I would be immensely, immensely gracious and thankful if you would tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, a stranger, a pet, a pet, you know, your your golden retriever, your your dash hound, your whatever kind yeah, of your, your helper monkey. Your helper monkey. Uh just tell one person about our show. Say, go to, you know, your podcatcher, look for Thirst and Gold Podcast, put it in there and give them a listen. We would truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, and just a reminder, you can get us on Pandora, Audible, and Amazon Music, as well as all the podcatchers Everywhere in the universe. You listen to podcasts. Exactly. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our feel-good story. Oh, I can't wait, folks. Hold tight. We'll be right back with our feel-good story. All right, and we are back with our feel-good story of the week. We always hear about the negative shit going on in the NFL. Ben brings us the feel-good stories that warm the cockles of your heart. Yes, you got millionaires all over the place complaining, whining, you know, right? acting as if their life all just... All there they, is on ESPN. Yeah, they can't CBS possibly, Sports, I can't possibly go on in life if I have to play for the Philadelphia Eagles making $30 million. How can I... Fu- how can I go on like this? Exactly. I can't function. Carson Wentz. I know. Russell Wilson, you know, I can't possibly I want go a, on. I want a four-year contract, not a five-year contract. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't care how many hundreds of millions I make. It's all uh, about respect. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so we'll tr- we always try, or at least in the offseason, we try to bring you a little bit of good news from around the league. I tried to find a cowboy this week, but usually there aren't too many cowboys doing good deeds. Shocking. <laughs> but Shocking. we found, we did find someone at least. Does that warrant a shot? Does that warrant a shot? Yes. Yes, that warrants a shot. 
Let's that warrants a shot. Why? What did I say? You, you, you said nobody from the Cowboys does good deeds. You know, they probably didn't have electricity this week. What were they supposed to do? <laughs> you know what? They exactly. Could, they I mean, couldn't, it wasn't like the Cowboys they, they lining up. They couldn't do anything. To help the people of their state. Uh, I don't think much. I don't think many of those folks live in the the state of Texas in the <laughs> I mean, off season. But they play there. That's where That's they make true. their money. Their paycheck is signed. That is where they make their. I'll take a little bit. I'll a take little, a quick a tiny shot. Bit right there. But this week we have Eric. Some heaters, damn it. Eric Kendricks. This out of Fresno, California, former Hoover High School standout and current Minnesota Vikings linebacker Eric Kendricks is known for his philanthropy. But when it comes to giving back to the community of Fresno, it really hits home. I'm from Fresno, he said. This is where I'm from, explained Kendricks. My mind's always running on how can, how I can help this city, what can I do type of thing. Kendrick was nominated by the Vikings for the 2020 Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, and it's an award that recognizes an NFL player for his excellence on and off the field. He gave tons of money uh, this past year to the city of Fresno to help the needy. Friday, what say you about Eric Kendricks? Good job. For Eric Kendricks, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what can you say? There's no, you can't say anything bad about, no, of course uh, not. you know, someone from the Minnesota Vikings. I, yeah. I didn't get the exact amount yeah. on this one. This yeah. was a little bit of a I'm, I'm falling down on the job on that one. I didn't actually get the amount. Uh, but Franny, why are we taking the shot? Uh, well, I guess I said something semi-negative against about the Cowboys. Yes, but why Why do you constantly say negative things about the Cowboys front? Well, they're in my division, Ben, and, and nobody likes why the Cowboys. Why would you think that none of them have a giving spirit? Um, it, well, it's proven to be true. We've never had a feel-good story about any Cowboy on the show. Open your wallets and help the people of your state out. Yes, in exactly. In time of crisis. Damn it. Yeah, he donated $40,000 to Fresno's Golden Charter Academy this past week. Eric Kendricks. That See, was the. That's what I left you know? out of my out 40, of my read. That's, that's a good chunk of change, right there. Yeah, for a linebacker, of, it's yeah, not exactly. Russell Wilson money. This yeah, is exactly. linebacker money. These guys aren't making hundreds of. They're not. They're not signing those long term. You know, four or five year contracts for one hundred and fifty million dollars, or even you know those uh, good wide receiver contracts where it's about what fifty, sixty million dollars. I mean, these these linebackers aren't. No, not all of them. Some of them are, but they're 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 not making the the big bucks out there. And you know, if they get injured tomorrow. They're basically stuck. They're yeah. on their own. So nobody's helping them give out. Give it up. The give NFL does not help yeah, you out exactly. after your your career finishes. You know they're not they're not going to worry about your uh, your hospital bills and in- lingering injuries that you've sustained in the league. No. So good for him. Yes. Thank you, Eric Kendricks, yeah. and the people of the city of Fresno. Thank you as well. Yeah. I mean, even even today. Sorry, Friday loves the music. Even today. Even, even today, in front of Total Wine, I see the same homeless guy out there, and he's always asking for money. I pulled out my wallet. I gave him a couple of bucks. Your, I don't your make, new wallet or your old wallet? Not, not, not the new one that you got me, Ben, <laughs> but it'll be that new wallet. But, you know, I don't make millions of dollars. Wait, you don't, you, you don't make millions of dollars? I wish I made millions yeah, exactly. of dollars, Ben. I would have given him more money. But... Out of the kindness, kindness of my heart. And I know you do the same thing, Ben. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, of course. There's, there's, there's somebody homeless. There's somebody in need. You pull out your wallet and you help your fellow man. I'm not sure if he's going to buy drugs with those money, with that money, but maybe he's going to buy himself, uh, you know, uh, some fast food, like a hamburger or something. Yeah. Who you know, knows? Exactly. Who knows what's going to happen? It's but, not you know, for me to judge. There are these guys in need 
open your wallet and help these people. And yeah. that's why we have these feel-good stories. And Ben brings these to us week after week in the offseason. Let's do this shot for Oh, me. I already did. Oh, you did? But, There's but a little bit left in there. Yeah, it's a tiny bit. But it's the same guy every week. Yeah, I mean, if I had... He Eric, asked for a beer, too. And if, like, I had, uh, if I had Kirk Cousins as my quarterback, I'd was, be wanting was, to find something to do in my in my spare time. And, and well. I, was, I was walking out with, like... um with a bottle of rye that we'll try on the show like in the next couple of weeks and I was walking out. Yeah, we got out. some we got some we got some we have a some few browns lined up, we have a few lined lined up, up baby. Right um you know cuz tonight we're 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 going to be having uh you know the, the generous gift that you got me for my birthday tonight but um you know he asked for a beer cuz I was like just like my hands were full of just alcohol. He's like can I get a beer? I'm like not a beer. Like I don't I'm not <laughs> you know I don't want to get I in trouble. Draw the line somewhere. I mean ob- I mean obviously he looks like he's over 21, but I'm not going to be handing out alcoholic beverages on the street to random people. Yeah, but if you want Frane arrested <laughs> yeah, exactly. for giving free beer to the und- to underage homeless <laughs> yeah. in the well, police blotter this week. I- I'm sure he's he's over 21, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't have an ID on him either uh so you know i'll give you a couple of bucks you go buy your own beer but i'm not giving you one of my beers i'm not getting you should trouble. have recommended the genesee it's affordable <laughs> but also very very good for the yeah, price call 45 oh no the genesee is way better friday what's next about a big board labat, labat oh labat if you can baby. find it I'm like hey, yeah. can i can i get that from you <laughs> yeah can i get that labat where's that jenny cream ale <laughs> I asked, it's still not in stock at total wine Still not in stock. Yeah, people love that stuff. I guess uh, it's like it brings them back to their childhood. I'm just like trying, it brings you yeah. back to your childhood. Yeah, I should actually, I should have actually asked the guy today at Total Wine to put a bottle or a can of the cream ale aside for buying this. I'd be like, I'll I'll take your recommendation, but can you please just hide a bottle of Except Jenny cream no. ale somewhere in your locker in the back room, and I'll come in next weekend and get it because it's never there when I get when I get there. It's never yeah. there. Back when you drove your Prelude. Yeah, back exactly. The, the Accord Upstate and the Prelude. <laughs> cans, you know, empty beer cans rattled around in the back seat because it was the 80s and no one cared. Uh, Friday was next Your leather a- <laughs> jacket, Ben. Oh, I did have, and my mustache. I'm pre- oh, man. I wish I could see. You got, I'm sure you have some photos. I do have some, some Polaroids. I do. Actually, I do have a Polaroid of me with my leather jacket and my mustache at my grandparents' house. I'll, I'll find it. I'll oh, show man. that to I you. I see that. It's pretty bad. And my hair slicked back. Well, it's still slicked back. Yeah, that's true. But, <laughs> but there's nothing, in, there's no feathers in the back. <laughs> What's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, it's already our shot of the week. Can you believe Inspired it? Inspired by my birthday, Ben, and uh, in the shot tonight. And we don't, we don't have a name for the shot. Just I mean, to be the birthday shot, probably when we post it on Instagram or on Twitter, it'll be one of our birthday shots. Like we've had so many on the show. We've been on the show what since 2018. I don't. Can I think, you believe I think that the first birthday? No, I think we've skipped. Your birthday, because it was it was just about the time. Yeah, we started right after my birthday, right yeah. around there. Yeah. Where it was it was your birthday? And that was yeah, first. November, and then your first birthday, we got the Thurston Goal sign that we never used. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> of 2018. So we we've definitely celebrated uh, quite a few birthdays on the show. And, uh, you know, there's no other place I'd rather be than sitting across the table from Ben right here doing this podcast on birthday, my birthday Eve, actually. It's my birthday in just a couple of hours. And in this shot, we have the liqueur 43, which is an excellent uh, Spanish liqueur. Uh, has some nice nutty notes to it, has some sweetness to it on its own. It is great. And we also have a little bit of Kahlua and a little bit of Bailey's almond flavored Irish or Irish cream whiskey uh, mixed together. And it's a layered shot. And there is also a little bit of um, uh, chocolate syrup inside the glass with a little bit of whipped cream also sitting on top with some green sprinkles 
representing the Philadelphia Eagles, my favorite team. But let, I mean, this is a good time to ask. How does it feel to be much, much, much closer to 40? Then yeah, you are okay, to that's 30. A, that's a lot of muches, man. Last year, I said, how does it feel to be closer to 40 than 30? This year, you're much, much closer to 40 than 30. How does it oh, feel? You yeah, still I mean, you still can get up and, and you don't have that dour, you know, yeah. sunken look on your face like I do. And, no, you'll, you and you'll get there. Man, you'll you look get younger there. than I do. You'll get there. I mean, man. I don't know what like your jeans. You like you have like the perfect jeans. I mean, it's all on the outside. Yeah, on whatever, whatever. <laughs> it's all it's, on, it's on. It's, it's, on it's how outside. you look like on the outside. <laughs> Nobody can tell how you feel on the inside, but on the outside, man, I have more wrinkles than it's you. It's better to look good than to feel good. I have more wrinkles on my forehead than you do. I don't think I'm that's jealous. True. I don't think what that's kind true. of moisturizer do you use? I think it's all gonna happen like in one week. <laughs> Like well, I'm It's just, just going to come crashing down on you. Know, you. I'm going to go from looking like this to modern day Hugh Grant in like oh, in a weekend. <laughs> I'm going to go from the hey, you know the boyish actor to the. A lot of folks out there. I mean, you know, there 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 are pictures of us on Instagram and on Twitter. I mean, Ben. I mean, he looks great for his age. I'm I'm like astonished. I mean, how great you look! Yeah, I told someone I was fifty the other day, and they were like, "What?" Yeah, no, seriously. I like when you tell me that. I don't know like, what they were saying. You're like, lying. <laughs> you're lying. Let me see. <laughs> Let me see your driver's license, buddy. Yeah, I get it from my grandfather. Who he always looked young, even into his seventies. He yeah. looked much younger then. I mean, you know, people tell me I look young for my age, but maybe a couple years younger. But Ben looks years young. He looks like a decade younger than where he is right now. He's got those boyish good looks. Yes, and I, I can't help but be thankful to my family for that. How do you? But how do you feel, Fonny? How do you? Uh, well, how do you feel? You know, I feel the same as I did when I turned thirty. I think thirty is that point where you like kind of make it to the top of the hill, and everything sort of starts rolling down after yeah, forty. 30. Is that age? Forty is that I, age? But I haven't, I haven't gotten to forty yet. Yeah, because you but, still feel like you're thirty. Yeah. Well, well yeah. Once you get into the forties, yeah, yeah. Like I was talking to my like, brother yesterday, and he's like, you know, I've been getting headaches, and <laughs> and I'm like, I think you need glasses. He's like, no, 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 no. I don't need glasses. Yeah. I just need. I I got a new computer. Well, how old is he? Forty five. Forty six. Oh, 46, yeah, forty six. That, that's that age. It is exactly what happened to me. And he's like, I just need a new computer monitor. Yeah. I'm like, but dude, brother, you are in denial. Your brother also is in really good <laughs> yeah. shape. So too. we got like a 26 inch computer monitor. 20, uh, I'm like, that's not gonna help. He's, that's he's not. Like, that's not the in. answer. He zoomed in at 150 <laughs> percent just so he can see it. Hey, that's normal. That's aging. What, yeah, what the do you goal do? is to correct your eyes, not by a 90 inch computer monitor. But on the outside, you know, you yeah. got some good genes, though, Ben. The inside is no good. Myself, I still feel like I did when I turned 30. I'm telling all the people out there, you know, your 20s, enjoy them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Once you get to your enjoy 30s. Enjoy your 30s, too. Well, I haven't, I haven't gotten to my 40s yet, but, you know, there's there are some differences, some changes. Uh, you know, definitely when you drink, the hangovers do last a little bit longer than they used to. That's true. And that's what you tell me, too. I mean, now I... Two I, days, know, at least. <laughs> you need an extra day yeah. to recover. And tomorrow, I'm sure you'll be chilling on the couch yeah, for you sure. Know, watching your jumongous TV. Yeah, I mean, this is. I'm at the age where I get the. I get my own room at the bachelor party. <laughs> I I can't sleep on the floor underneath the window on a couch cushion, you know, yeah, anymore. Yeah. But luckily, I had enough of those parties where I hit when I was younger. But that's like we need more of them. Yeah, because you still look. Like you can enjoy them the next day. Not so much. How you feel on the inside? Yeah, I mean, like, I'll see you guys we, we around eleven. Know. We don't know. <laughs> I'll see you guys around Man, eleven. I, I still sleep in as much as I possibly can. Although, like you said, Ben, you can't wake as up as you yeah. get older. You just wake up. You just like today. I woke up like at at six thirty and I couldn't fall asleep. Yeah, you just start waking I, up I and you're like, 
I couldn't do it. Like, I I was like, I'm like, tired, but I can't sleep. Exactly. It's ter- it's terrible. It's a terrible feeling. Uh, but yeah, that's that's sort of what happens. But this shop band, the uh, liqueur 43, the Bailey's almond mixed with a little bit of Kahlua. So I'm sure it's going to taste uh, nutty, sort of coffee flavored in there as well. Looks and really good. Sweet. Check this out on Instagram. Yeah, it's it it a nice shot. And it's my own shot. I didn't look at any other websites. I didn't uh, Google anything. I usually get my inspiration uh, from Tipsy Bartender. But tonight, this is my shot. And uh, Ben, cheers Let's to you. Let's do it. And the shots look amazing. Check this out on Twitter at Gold Thirst and on Instagram at Thirst And. Franny does these every single week. Happy birthday, my friend. Well, thank you, Ben. Thank you. And we'll be doing it for Sanya's coming up. Yep. And we'll be doing it for yours later in the Luckily, year. Luckily, mine's a little late ways away. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe life will be back to moderately normal by the time my birthday rolls around. <laughs> cheers. Wow. Ooh, tastes like a like a fudge sickle slash birthday cake slash it almost tastes like the And it's got almost a little tiramisu flavor right? in there. That's what I was gonna say. It has like a little bit of tiramisu. It almost tastes like the cake. Damn, that that's you, good. That wow. you and Sonya got me. That's really good. That really this good is better than the too. cake that's, that we got you. <laughs> well, there's a little bit of alcohol, so that's always good. Huh. Holy moly, that's good. That was really good. You just want to lick the inside of that shot glass. You just can't get your tongue all the way down. Oh, that's really good. Wow. Franny, where would you rate this on our scale of shots? Zero being the worst shot ever, ten being the best shot ever. You know, I'd say this is a nine. This is like a really good. I put it up there, good, and I don't like the sweet shots. This is a, a bit uh, that liqueur forty three for anybody out there that has not had liqueur forty three. You mean liquor forty three? Liqueur forty three. Uh, you Europeans. <laughs> it is from Spain. <laughs> liqueur. Uh, you know, it, it is about. Did it 35, come with a charcuterie tray? It's 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 thirty five percent alcohol. But I mean, like the the sweet nutty notes that I mean, it's a nice thick liqueur. I mean, on its own, it is great. But mixed with this shot, with a little bit of the Kahlua, with a little bit of the uh, the Bailey's almond, it just really adds to that nuttiness. That's really good. But for anybody out there that's looking for just a, a sweet shot, just to throw out there for parties, liqueur forty three, good stuff. Definitely. And you know, Franny, I mean, we we're gonna have to have a spicy shot. Next week, I got Frane as, as one of the, oh, yeah. the gag gift for his birthday. I got him a homemade. Well, it's not a gag gift because I'm going to use that shit. It's a homemade hot sauce making kit. Mm-hmm. It comes with the vinegar and all the spices and uh, there's another thing. The oil. Is it oil or vinegar? Yeah. I or mean, vinegar? It, was, it was a whole packet. And, and so my, and, and you know, it might be a little selfish of me to get him that gift because I like the spicy <laughs> shots. But, you know, I was hoping we could get like a, a truly signature. Not only would the shot itself be signature, but the hot sauce would also be Signature, yeah. but I'm really interested to see what hot sauce Frane concocts. Yeah, exactly. And I can't wait to put that together, put something together. Not overly spicy. And that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering, like, what, like, spicy ha- enough. What, like, how you're going to mix it all together. And I, and I can't wait to figure that out. Uh, but also, Ben, you know, coming up, I mean, the weather will start warming up. Yeah, I heard it's going to be in the Southern 80s California. next week. Um, you know, so the next couple of weeks, we're going to have to put another beer together. I mean, we're, we're running out of our American cream ale. And uh, tomorrow I will order a um, uh, a Saison uh, package. So we're going to put a, together a Saison. 
And we're going to get dressed in our best Belgian monk costumes oh, that we can yeah. find on Amazon. we got to get some we'll, wooden kegs to carry. Exactly. And we'll, we're going to brew a new beer with the next And a wooden wagon. Weeks. We need a wooden and a wagon. Mule, and a mule. And some horses. Maybe a mule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah the, they had the mule. They didn't have the, yeah, yeah. the working horses. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, that, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. We've already made, was that, we made a cream ale. We made a IPA. IPA. We made a Hefeweizen. And so we're going to make the Saison. And I'm sure we'll enjoy the Saison just as much as we did everything else. The Saison has a little bit more hop to it. Our last one was nice, crisp, refreshing. Oh, the cream ale's nice. Yeah, and the, the cream ale's really nice. And, you know, I, I pass it to, out to, you know, my friends at work. Everybody enjoys it. Ben, you, you don't really go into work. You're working from home mostly right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, everybody has enjoyed it. Uh, and I'm sure the Saison will be the same. I give it to homeless guys outside Total Wine. <laughs> typically. <laughs> I, typ- I, I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> typically. There's you, no give la- a, you give them a growler. There's no label on it. You, you just give them a you growler. You can't track that back to me. You can't track that back to me. You know, I, I don't give them the ones with the Thirsty Gold label on it. Yeah, no, no. Not with our picture on it. <laughs> exactly. That's for sure. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our distillery history. We're going to talk a little bit about Ardbeck. And why are we doing this, Friday? Why are we going to break down some distilleries from the Scottish Isle of Isla over at least, you know, may not be every episode, but over, you know, many episodes mm-hmm. in the off season, uh, because we have a little bit more time to talk yeah. about the drinking portion of the show. But what 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 makes us interested in this particular island, yeah. this tiny island in the world? I still remember you bring me over a bottle of Ardbeg Ten a couple of birthdays ago, and I had a shit this eating a, three birthdays ago. It's like it was a couple of birthdays ago, and I looked at you like, do you know what this is? And I didn't, and you didn't. But now we know. Uh, what flavors to expect from the Isla Scotches. And you look is, so disappointed. It is really you know, like, an acquired taste. <laughs> like you said, you want a treat to your dog and, you're, and you bring and you give him a piece of broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's an acquired taste for Islas. I mean, but once you start to enjoy them, you just can't go back to the regular scotch. I mean, you can. I mean, scotches are enjoyable, but these just have a certain flavor to them, a certain flavor profile that you enjoy that smokiness, that peatiness, that you know everything else after that just tastes kind of soft. Yeah, and, exactly. And, 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 and we, the Arbeck Ten we, is like the classic. We just enjoy anything from Isla Lafroig, like a Woolen, Bunhaben, uh, the Balmore. I mean, just the Bunhaben. I mean, like, all of them are just so delicious, and we enjoy them immensely. And so we'll talk a little bit about. Ardbeg so the history. The first and best, at least so far, uh, distillery on the list is Ardbeg. And we've tried so many different offerings. Yeah, I mean, we've tried the you ten, know, so many the of them. The Wee Beastie, the Reckon, the Uguidal. Uh, there's a few others there's that an in o- there. O-A? O- o- and Anoa. Anoa? Yeah, yeah I mean, all, all of them have been, like, they have their own flavor profile, but they all have that peatiness, that smokiness, some more, some less, but they're also enjoyable. And this is just such an amazing distillery. By the end of the 19th century, Ardbeg had become a valued fixture on Isla's southern coast. Founded in 1815 by the McDougall family, the site had grown into a small community with housing, a hall, a greenhouse, a bowling green, and a school for 100 pupils. The reason for its success was tied to the growing popularity of blends and the need for most to have some smoke running through them. When the combination of war and economic depression hit the blended market in the 1920s, However, it, like most distilleries, was finding the going tough. It wasn't to be the last time. The Hay family, which had taken the license in 1853, 1853, Franny, steered it back to profitability before its involvement ended in the 1920s. 
With the Lawson family taking over before over before DCL and Canada's oh boy Canada's Hiram Walker acquired significant more minority stakes in 1959. It's amazing how these change hands. It's not like the Bourbons, you know, down south where it's the same family passed down, you know, over and over. A lot of these distilleries over there in Isla, I'm learning, uh, passed you know from from owner to owner to owner. Whereas over here, it seems like it stays with the, the same, same family. family. A rise in demand for peated whiskey saw production increase in the 60s and 70s with demand necessitating that the distillery bring in peated malt. This was a very depressing thing to learn. Peated malt from Port Ellen in 1974. For aficionados, the end of Ardbeg's self-sufficiency was the end of an era and a style. Seven years later, Ardbeg's kiln was finally extinguished. So in uh, about 1981, they stopped making their own, own peated malt. Uh, before that, the malting was done at the Arbeg Distillery. Up until then, Arbeg malted the barley on its own malting floors. I'd love to see a malting floor. And dried it with their own kiln and cut peat in the marsh above, directly above the distillery. God, that's amazing. Uh, Hiram Walker took full control in 1979, buying out DCL's 50% share for 300,000 pounds. And everyone else is holding at the same time. By that time, blends were once again on the slide. And to compensate for the drop in demand for smoky malt, an unpeated make Kiltadun began to be produced. In 1981, the distillery was mothballed. Ardbeg was closed, shut down. And it wasn't restarted again until 1989, albeit on an intermittent basis, by which time it had joined Lafroig and Allied Distillers Stable. In 1996, it was silent once more, shut down again, but saved a year later by Glenmorangie, which paid seven million pounds for the distillery and yeah. stock. Or what they had was, or what was left of it. By this time, Arbeg had built its reputation as one of the cult single malts in the world. Glenmorangie's task, therefore, was both to manage expectations, eke out the remaining stock, and start recreating the brand. Sorry for the dog barking in the background. It is an inspired move. They also invested in an inspired move. They invested in a visitor center and cafe, which Franny and I are going to join and have a little bit of a taste there. For years, pretty much the only place to eat in the south of Isla. The stock profile meant that its first age statement released was a 17-year-old, while it would take until 2008 for its own Arbeg 10 to appear. From 2004, however, there have been incremental releases. Very young, still young, almost there, showed the work in progress. Uh, the portfolio still concentrates on no age statement releases, some exclusively from now very rare old stock, others from new, some from a mix. Different oaks have been used as part of the general improvement in the quality of the casks used. The range has been bolstered in recent years by the addition of core expressions, Ardbeg and Oa in 2017, and Ardbeg Trebian, 19-year-old, two years later. In February 2018, plans were unveiled to double Ardbeg's production capacity with the addition of another pair of stills to be housed with the existing two in a new stillhouse. The current stillhouse was redeployed to house new washbacks. Franny, what do you think about the history of Ardbeg? The next two will be a little bit shorter. Yeah, but that's a lot of history. I mean, The next two are much shorter, but I I wanted to give Ardbeg its due. Yeah, but I mean, thank God that it survived. Because, I mean, you know, we've enjoyed every single Ardbeg offering on the show, probably more than we've enjoyed any other Isla on the show. And I mean that's why we keep on going back to it. You know, I, I wanted to get the supernova uh, for Ooh, you that one after I lost the bet after the Super Bowl. But the supernova you can't really fl- find yeah. really anywhere 
around here. Uh, also, the black. Yeah, it's, it's actually it's spelled B L A A. Yeah, that one's supposed to be really good. And so that one is another one that I do want to try. But everything that we have tried, the Anoa, the Quervrecken, the 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 Ten, the Wee Beastie, the Ugudal. I mean, like all of them have been excellent scotches and it's something that you always go back to post-production when we're when we finish the podcast and you're out here and you're drinking and we're just you know just talking by the fire you always go back to the art bags or some isla scotch but i mean the the art bag distillery has a long history obviously uh but you know thankfully it has survived yeah i mean i mean just goes to show how cyclical these things are like to 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 have so little demand for that type of scotch Mm -hmm. Twice in its history in the last 50 years did they close the entire distillery down to where we are today, where they can't keep up mm-hmm. with the production, with the demand for these particular Isla Scotches, the Ardbegs, the Lafroigs, the 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 Legavulans, the in Port Charlotte. I can't remember who makes that. Uh, but it, it's 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 just amazing how this sort of moves in waves and cycles. Because right now, whiskey and especially the peated yeah. whiskeys, the Isla whiskeys are in such crazy demand uh, but at one point it just was closed mm-hmm. uh, and, and just the thought of them you know mixing mixing the malt right there on the floor i know you know with the with the peat moss from the actual island itself you know burning it smoking it into the water and and creating that malt it just just the thought of it just warms my heart yeah i know i mean it, i mean they're just they're i mean just talking about it, I can just yeah. taste it in my mouth right now. That smokiness, that peatiness, um, and uh, you know, I, I just hope that there's another offering because I always look on the shelf when I'm at Total Wine, wherever. I was looking on the shelf. Is there something new from Ardbeg that we can try? You know, and, and they're not overly priced. I mean, you know, no, they're like actually the, for the you know the supernova. Bang for the buck. Supernova is what maybe uh, I don't even know what the price would be. Maybe one, maybe around one fifty, one sixty for the Supernova. That's up there. And the black is but, expensive too, right? Uh, that one I can't find anywhere. I mean that that one I'm not sure where I can find that one. But you know the the Anoa, the Uguadal, the the Ten, you know the Wee Beastie, you know those around sixty, seventy, eighty dollars, uh, and and they're so enjoyable. But it's something that you should always have if you have a whiskey cabinet or a Scotch cabinet or something that should always be part of your selection. You should always have something from Ardbeg, one of those should be in there and they should be readily available for any one of your guests. Yeah, and, for and, sure. And it, you know, like, like I said, and that's like, where it all started for me, bringing exactly, it over to your house and exactly. seeing that disappointed and, look and, on your and face. We, we at first and forcing it down my throat in Prague, like yeah, I'm no, going to drink this. No, but we at it. first we didn't, we didn't enjoy it. I mean, it, it was a really, well, I lied strong, and said I did. I lied and said almost I did. like it's, it's almost pungent. Like where you, 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 you just, you can't stand the flavor. But then you be, you come to appreciate the flavor and the flavors that are coming through because you kind of have to get past the smoke, you know, past that peat, and then you get a little bit of that smooth, maybe a little bit of harshness, but that smoothness and everything, and it's it's just so enjoyable once you do get used yeah. to and accustomed to the flavor of Isla Scotches. Yeah, I remember going to Prague, and I mean, we were in that one bar, well, was, and behind was, us on the on the shelf was nothing but Ardbeg boxes yeah. and Balmory boxes yeah, and yeah. Lafroy. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna like. It. And you and Sonny were like, you don't like that. Well, I mean, no, you no, don't want it. That's uh, not there, what you want. There are certain times of year and, and that you want to drink it, but when it's like 90 degrees at night, and you know the humidity is like 85 percent, maybe that's not the best time to enjoy, uh, you know, an Isla Scotch. But you forced it down your throat. And even at that point, I still (laughs) hadn't quite gotten there. But I was like, I'm determined to get there. Uh, And and I'm so happy that I did. Yeah. (laughs) 
All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our beverage of the week. Your gift to me for my birthday. It is the Craig, 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 Craig Distillery Company. I can't help but want to pronounce it in a, with an Italian accent. For 23 years, Ben. 23 years. I mean, it's 2021. What was that 1997, maybe? Uh, we should be able to do this math in our head. 97, 98. Somewhere I'm going to say yes. Yeah, somewhere around there. So it, w- it would be somewhere around there. What were you doing back in 97, 98? I was in seventh, eighth grade back then. Working? And, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Working, hanging out. <laughs> Doing what, uh, what was I? I was 27. So yeah, predominantly working and hanging out. Yeah, but I mean, you know, how much the world has changed since that has been sitting or was sitting in a barrel and now we get to enjoy it on tonight's show. All right, funny. A little information about this one. This is, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this correctly. Craig Alache, 23-year-old. Uh, Craig Alache is a single malt whiskey distillery located on the Speyside region of Scotland. Actually, Aberlour, uh, near the village of Craigalache. The name apparently means Rocky Hill and refers to a nearby cliff formation. Craigalache Distillery was built in 1891 and, like most Scottish whiskey makers, has passed through many hands over the years. In 1998, it was bought by John Dewar and Sons, now controlled by drinks giant Bacardi. Uh, the distillery's output is directed primarily into Dewar's blended whiskeys. Note that Dewar's and Sons also controls Royal Brackla. Aberfeldy, Altmore, and Macduff, whose malts like likely all suffer a similar fate. Uh, throughout its history, the distillery was has released only a limited number of official bottlings. These were augmented in 2014 with several new age-stated expressions. The oldest of these was a 23-year-old reviewed here, or reviewed in this review that I'm reading. <laughs> Craig Alache has since released a 31-year-old expression as well. It's bottled at 46% ABV, so pretty high for a scotch. Craig Alache 23 retails across a wide range, depending on where you're located. Uh, wow. He's seen it. The reviewer has seen it listed between three fifty and seven hundred Canadian dollars, wow. which is way more than I paid for it. Thank goodness. Uh, it rates pretty high. Uh, you know, according to this reviewer, it's an eight point nine eight out of ten, and this is up there with some se- with several nice uh, offerings that he reviewed. This person reviewed as well. Uh, not surprisingly, the aged expressions are faring the best in the comparisons, and that is certainly a very good score for the Crigolache 80, whatever it was, it was 8.98 out of 10, the highest of any of the group that were uh, comparable tested. Uh, the nose is apple juice and honey to start, like most Crigolaches, plus plums, Craigalache. lemon, Plus plums. I hope I'm saying that's correct. <laughs> You're, I know we're not. I'm terrible at that. Actually, we should get a little music going for this. Yeah, one. you know what? Yeah, we need a little bit of uh, Scottish. Yeah, where's some? Where's some Scottish music here? There we go. The nose is apple juice, honey to start, uh, plus plums, lemon, citrus, dried flowers, and papyri. Cinnamon, wintergreen, black tea. Poopery? Ooh, poopery. <laughs> yeah, you got to get some poopery for your bathrooms at home. Yeah, poopery. Friday lives by that stuff. <laughs> hey, poopery is pretty yeah, fucking awesome. It is right? pretty good. I never use it, but uh, Sonia would like it if I, I did. I would recommend it. Yeah, I, I definitely need to do a better job of that. Uh, <laughs> it's a lovely, light, and aged nose, but with a good amount of complexity. Faint old book glue note. Ooh. The palate is toffee and butterscotch to start off with. 
with some honey, candied apples, grapes, citrus again, more orangey now, cinnamon, and some oaky wood, plus that black tea again. It has a mouthfeel, a great mouthfeel, with a buttery texture, very nice. It makes you want to hold it in your mouth. Slight ethanol note on the swallow, which detracts for the reviewer that we're reading now. Also something wet cardboard-like, which similarly doesn't appeal. Blah! Stop it. Uh, the finish is medium length. Nutmeg and cinnamon linger the longest. I think the mi- nutmeg. The nutmeg. That that's nutmeg. what it is. Yeah. Uh, with mild oak spice, some dried apple, faint bitter cardboard. I don't. I didn't <laughs> taste the cardboard. We'll, we'll taste it again. Yeah. Uh, also persists to the end, unfortunately. Water adds some additional simple sugar, but doesn't help with the bitterness on the finish. Uh, it's an interesting experience and one that seems driven by both the distillate and the cask aging. Uh, it has a lot of character for a light malt, but some of the notes may be off-putting to some. Certainly above, well above, well above average. You gave it an eight point nine eight, uh, but it 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 is not really a standout for this person. Oh, I might this person might venture that it has been overaged and would probably be better a little younger, but a unique experience and one that they were glad that they tried. I'm, right. I'm disappointed by you that. Know what, you know what? With the Scottish bagpipes, Ben, I mean, seeing as how slowly you're aging and how quickly I'm aging. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> if you ever attend my funeral. <laughs> you want me to play I this? Want, I want There's Scottish, no way they'll let me. I want Scottish. No, not you, but Scottish bab- bagpipes in general. I want that at my funeral. Even if you're like the only guy there. <laughs> if you're like the I won't only be the only guy there. there I want you to be, you know, to just order some Scottish bagpipes. I will definitely do that. I will definitely do that. Uh, Yeah, front of me, I went to uh, a specialty, a specialty uh, scotch and uh, a scotch, you know, a liquor store that that, that, uh, specializes in scotch out near Encino and talked to this guy for a long time and then talked to another guy over at Total Wine. This was a journey. Both, you, you really went on a journey. Well, to I had find my this. heart set on the, you know, uh, whatever it was. There was a Glen Glendronach, mm-hmm. uh, a twenty-one uh, particular one that I was looking for. But both of the guys said that they had a little bit of that nuttiness in it that I know you you like, but necessarily don't, don't love. Well, no, I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't mind the nuttiness. It's just it, whenever something is nutty, it's just more pronounced. For me, I could taste the nut right away. I could just taste the nut in my mouth. Yeah, and I was like, he's not going to like the nut. And I had my heart set on it. I did all this research. And I'm like, okay, now I got to take a left turn because, you know, the, the, the nuttiness, you know, it didn't say that it had a, a, a significant nuttiness in any of the reviews I read. Yeah, we, you know, but you these two guys. Around, you don't drive around as much as you used to before. That's you true. Know, yeah, now your car just sort of sits on the driveway. You might as well just drive around. I was like, I need a little journey here. <laughs> uh, so it came down to, to uh, there was a Bunaha Ben 25. Mm-hmm. There was the Craig Isle 33. And then there was this one, and this is the one that, that both of the gentlemen recommended, mm-hmm. the highest of those three that I was choosing from at the end. Uh, so what do you think of the, the you know the background, the the pick? What do you think of my my pick? And you could say that um, it was no, a bad no, pick. No, no. This, I mean, it's, it's you know, Ben, I mean, obviously you didn't have to get anything from me at all. But, I mean, the fact that you went out on a journey to multiple establishments to get this particular scotch... Thank you. Yeah, and as I was coming Thank home, you, and I, I was, and I was, as I was coming home, he's like, "Can you get some Pilsner, Kel?" I'm like, "Ah, okay." So I drove all the way back to Total Wine. Uh, Pilsner Kel is a great beer. Uh, yes, we had a Prague. We had a, took a trip to Prague two years ago, uh, and Asanya had a Prague themed uh, gift basket yeah, for Friday no, for his it birthday. Was, it was it was great. I mean, you know, obviously we drank beer as 
you were presenting the gifts to me, <laughs> which was great. I'm not even sure what my beer is. Oh, there it is right there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, thank you so very much for uh, the generous gifts, especially this one, uh, Ben. This is definitely not a low price scotch. This is, you know, this is up there and I do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, age 23 years, this is the oldest offering that we've had on the show. You know, last week we so, had yeah, the, the, so. the, the Balvenie 21, but the 23, this is, it's been in there for a while. Oh, for sure. And I wanted to, I mean, it probably would have been the Balvenie 21 had you, had you not gotten that one for me, uh, as, as the, as the bet that you lost two yeah. weeks ago. And, yeah. and I knew that that one was going to be hard to top because that one, it didn't have the bite, the smoke, the, you know, the, those other things that we, that we look for in an Isla. Uh, and, but it was so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was probably the best pure scotch that I've ever had. That Balvenie 21. I mean, just it was good. From, it was, you know, it was, it was a Highland. Definitely. It was a Highland Scotch, right? Oh, or, I think it was from. I, I can't remember exactly where the, where the Balvenie is, but it, but it was. But it from was, the traditional was, Scotch line, that was as bad as good as it gets. It was good. It was better I than mean, the Glen Farkless you know, Twenty One for sure. You know, we, we definitely enjoy. Uh, you know, and then and the Glen uh, Glen Fittage uh, Eighteen, which was also really good too. But I mean, you know, obviously we enjoyed and enjoyed the Isla Scotches as well that are not aged as long, but we just enjoy that flavor profile. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I, I appreciate the gift and, you know, because we, it seems like we have like a, a different scotch. We've been, we've been a lot of scotches. Yeah. yeah we, we've been, uh, we've been meaning to have that bourbon, that, that the bullet bourbon <laughs> oh, on the, the, the show. The, select. the bourbons, yeah, which is highly rated too. It's not like the regular bullet bourbon. It's, 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 it's like, they're like select whatever. Um, we've, we've been meaning to have that one on the show because I lost my bet. We had, um, the Belvenie on the show last week. Now, because my birthday, we have this uh, Craig, 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 uh, but now it's been chilling on the table. It's about, you know, 50 degrees outside. And so, you know, when a scotch is chilled just a little bit, there are some, you know, uh, flavor profiles that, that come, come out, out. Uh, you know, on the nose, maybe a little bit different as well when it's chilled. So, so I'm going to learn cheers. the English Premier League just so we can have some bets. Yeah. Are they, in, are they in season right now? Yeah. Oh, then I'm going to learn. I'm going to, I was I'm watching gonna, a little bit of Everton Liverpool yeah, then I'm gonna today, learn it. but you know, I'm going to learn it so that we can play some more bets. Yeah. <laughs> cheers. Right, I'll take the favorite. <laughs> Who's the? I'll take the. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Liverpool in this one. I don't know. I didn't. I, I, Everton was up one nothing. I think it finished that way. I don't know, but whatever. Oh, that nose is nice. Yeah, you do get. It's almost like that's a, a nice deep nose. It's almost like a cinnamon apple that I'm getting. There's some more sweetness to it now, chilled on the table, than when we had it inside the house. And, oh, and you and get there, the there sweetness was, there was now. Sweetness before, but now you can get like that little bit of cinnamon apple. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to pick the fruit before, but I mean, maybe that was apple. I did say grape. I mean, I was right. Grape. Yeah, I mean, grape. there's a sweetness to it. I mean, it's it is stone fruity. Rock fruit. <laughs> the rock fruit. Yeah, yeah, the rock fruit. The rock fruit. Boulder fruit. <laughs> the boulder uh, fruit. Um, yeah, but you know, it has a little bit of stone fruit, but you know, you definitely get that that cinnamon apple coming through. I mean, the nose is delicious. Yeah, sorry, I had to read that review. The the website itself is under construction. They only have three offerings right now. This particular distillery. 
but they're all significantly aged. Oh, uh, so, it smells so. I mean, you get like you get a nice bit of spice. Not I get the spice. Cinnamon, I get but cinnamon. It's, it's, it's a nice little bit of burning spice. It's almost get a little tea. It's almost rye-ish, right? I mean, you're getting yeah. It's a lot got of, a little bit of a bite. You're, you're getting that 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 spice that kind of burns the back of the nostrils a little bit. It's that that sweet spice. Yeah, and this is a one of the only Speyside heated scotches. Oh, that smells so good. I mean, just close your eyes and you stick your nose in there. It's like just, uh, it's like that that sweet cinnamon apple spiciness, and it smells. It's really fucking nice. delicious. Oh it's my really god! Really nice. Let's give it a taste. All right, cheers, Ben. You know, ooh, oh wow, nice, that's got a bite. Starts nice and soft, but it's like it's a bite, middle but it's bite. A, but it's that it's almost like that rye finish bite. And you don't expect that Doesn't from a space side. Doesn't taste like it's 23 years old. You don't you don't expect that from a space side where you get that almost like a rye spicy finish, but it has a sweet finish, which is a little bit different. But it the spice hits you on the front of the tongue and it follows it all the way down. Oh wow. But you're getting that nice fruitiness to it all the way through. And a nice a nice soft like almost butterscotch consistency in the mm-hmm. mouth. Oh, wow. I mean, the spice get is Get a little all, wood. Get a little wood. I mean, the spice is all the way through, though, which is something you don't expect from a space side. That is interesting. That is a very interesting... It doesn't taste know, like anything I've had before. Just chilled. from in, on a, Either a Isla or a, a space yeah. side. Or a, it doesn't taste like any of them. And it's not overly... I mean, there's a little bit of smoke on the back, on the finish. There's a little bit of smoke on the finish. But it's not overly smoky, and I don't mind the ethanol, the little the alcohol on no, the, no, on the, on I, the, I like that on the, on the swallow because you know for an aged scotch, you would expect a little more smoothness, and sometimes I don't want all that smoothness. I want a little bit of that, just a little pinch of that harshness on the back. Yeah, I think you and I are. I mean, but then again, when we try the smoother, we're like, oh my god, that's good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. But but I think by and large, I'd rather have something like this. You know, if oh if, if if you put a gun it's to my like head a, and I had to have a last meal, I would I would choose something like this over yeah. something much much more smooth and 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 sippable. But it's almost like a sweet scotchy rye, which which is something. What you do you think's giving it that bite? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure. What was it aged in? A, um, what says worm tub condenser? I don't know, but it, it, it's just an interesting. It's an it's an interesting flavor profile, really. I mean, it's 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 something you don't. I did not expect that at all. I mean, we had it a little bit earlier. I mean, like right now, I feel like it's it's down there, and it's just it it's it's. But there. I mean, it's like it's when, staying when, with me when it was warm, like when it was warm when it was inside the house. It had a different flavor, but now that it's been chilling outside, and now it's got more bite on the back. More of that flavor is coming out, and and it's 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 almost like a. Like a rye scotch. I mean, it's it's it is really interesting. I really like that, and it's sweet. It has a little bit of burn. It's nice. I mean, I really like it. I think the price point might be a little high. That depends on how much they make of it. Yeah, I mean, I know it's a limited offering. They only have three. I mean, there's nothing on their website except that the website's coming. Yeah, <laughs> and here's what we sell coming soon. Yeah, it's like uh, new and improved website soon. coming soon. To a liquor store near uh, you. But I'm not getting that black tea. Are you getting the black tea? Maybe a, a little. Yeah. See, not, but I don't drink a lot of black tea. It's just, uh, I mean, I, actually, I, I drink black tea almost every night. Um, really? Yeah, actually, I do. Are you English all the 
I have, have you have no, you, actually, I was say, I, have you have you have you uh, relinquished your Croatian roots and now you're no, uh, I, 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 I uh, you know I, I, I drink um, coffee and tea uh, I don't know like I as I, <laughs> I get as much caffeine as I can from any source that I can that's uh, why you gotta watch Ted Lasso like yeah, they, I'm, Ted, I'm, I'm trying to look as young as you do, Ben, and and you know, black deal help. I should probably green tea. I should probably yeah. drinking green tea now. I, I usually drink green tea. Have you watched? Yeah. Uh, you have Apple TV, right? Uh, no. Oh, well, Nick, it's well, funny because I have all Apple products. Yeah, when you get your new Apple phone, TV. they'll give you a t- they'll give it to you for free. Maybe. Uh, yeah, they sure. give, like, I think you, my new phones come from a smash and grab. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Uh, but there's this show, Ted Lasso. It's about a uh-huh. football coach that goes to coach a soccer team in England. It's I know. Really, yeah, I should yeah, watch it. It's that. really good. But every every day, every episode, someone tries to give him tea. And every day, he tells him how shitty it is. He's like, nope, not today. <laughs> no, but I mean, just, just the nose on that, though. I mean, it, it is has that nice bit of spiciness. I mean, it's, a, it's almost like, like I said, it's almost like that rye, which is so impressive for a space side to have that much spice to it. Yeah, I'm wondering why. I mean, at 23 years old, right? I mean, so this was in the bottle. I mean, in the in the you know in the cask mm-hmm. for 23 years. Mm-hmm. So it's hard. You don't want to make a mistake with something like yeah. that, right? Oops. And and, and to make because I don't think we've had anything from the space side that's had anywhere near this kind of a bite to it. Mm-hmm. No, nothing. I mean, I mean the cinnamon, the nutmeg, the, the ethanol on the on and that's the, what I was expecting from it was something just extremely smooth. With those regular, you know, sort of honey, sweet vanilla notes to it. But this one doesn't have that sweet honey vanilla. It's like that. It's like apple. It's like stone fruit. But then on the finish, (laughs) on the finish, there's just an immense amount of spice that you don't expect from a space side. And that is really interesting. Wow. I mean, that's, that's, it's grown on me. But it's smooth. I mean, that's really grown on me. Really smooth. Wow. I mean, how would you rate this particular mm. scotch Friday on our Thirsty Gold rating scale? I mean, I would give us a 10. I mean, I would give it a 10 because it's a space side that shouldn't taste. I mean, this, this doesn't taste like a space side, but it is. But it has all these other flavors, interesting flavors that are coming through that I did not expect at all. And I'm going to give this a 10, Ben. Really? Thank you so very much. For uh, for picking this up, I will. Yeah, I will say that that's what he did say that you would say that you hadn't tasted anything like it from the yeah. space side. He <laughs> did that, that. Both of the guys said that. I'm gonna give it a nine. I think it's missing just a little. Just there's one tiny, tiny thing that's missing. Maybe a little bit more smoke or peat. I just mean, no, a little no. bit more but, because that's what it was sort of advertised to me as. But there is a little bit of smokiness on the finish. But I, I'm just impressed by how much spice there is. For a space side, I mean, you know, because we've we've had other space sides on the show, and and they're usually smooth, and they have those certain flavor characteristics that you expect. But this one is just it, like completely different. Yeah, that's completely I mean, different. that's your go-to, right? Yeah, when you when you're on vacation, you get the the Glen, the Glenlivet. There's another smooth. one. There's another one that you have uh, typically over there. Not not just you have the Glenlivet twelve, and there's another one that I usually see on your on your garage bar. Uh, can't remember which one it is. Uh, I think it's a. Tw- it might be a fourteen. Might be a twelve. Oh, it's or a 14. also Glenlivet. I mean, I love the, the entire Glenlivet line. But yeah, there's but, another one that you guys get that's also very smooth, mm-hmm. very smooth. Yeah, but I mean, this is just completely different from any other space side, and that is that. I mean, it just has some nice flavors in there. All right, ten out of ten for Franny. Nine out of ten for me. Look for this. Yeah, pictures on Instagram at Thirstan and on. Twitter at Goal Thirst Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben. From 
Victory. Wait, where is this uh, located? Actually, it's not San Diego, bro. Is it? I don't We've know, had bro. So many San Diego breweries. This is San Diego or a Victory Brewing Company uh, from Downington. Pennsylvania, actually. Ah, uh, see? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. On and, top and of Ben bad. Roethlisberger, on top of Carson Wentz, out the right. door, on his and way we, to the most we, boring we, city in America. <laughs> we so thoroughly enjoyed our sour ale from last week. That's exactly why I picked up this one. This is a Sour Monkey Sour Tripel. We've enjoyed every other Belgian offering. This is a Belgian-style beer, but it's a sour. We'll give us a shot. Want to take a break? Yeah, we'll take a break, and we'll be right back with our Beer of the Week. All right, and we are back with our Beer of the Week, and it is one that I can't wait to try. It is from Victory Brewing Sour Monkey Sour Trippel, 9.5% alcohol, Ben. That's that is hot. Pretty high. But look at the color. It's light. That's above. I mean, that's it's, like micro brew high. I mean, high. the color, it looks like the Bud Light almost. It look, and it has the consistency and the bubbliness it, of right, a Bud right? Light. Is there a Christmas? I probably... Let's hope. Let's hope, <laughs> as Franny would say. I would want a little bit more Christmas. Yes, I would. And this is from, and where'd you say it was from? It's from... From... Maine? From Pennsylvania. Oh, from Pennsylvania. Yeah. Maybe Carson Wentz had one Downington, too many sour monkeys. Downington, he's acting like a sour monkey right now. <laughs> he is acting like a sour monkey. This is from Victory Brewing Company. This is a sour monkey. It's a sour trispel, or trippel, tastefully tart, mystical flavors. The alcohol by volume, 9.5. The malt is Pilsner. The hops, Tetnang. That's one I haven't seen before. Yeah, I know, right? Maybe we need to get some Tetnang. Yeah, let's get some. Let's throw it in the Saison. Yeah. Uh, fruity notes from imported Belgian yeast swirl through a precise souring. Pucker up to a bite of citrus-laden tang. Sounds good. Ending with a delectable experience. Uh, it's tastefully tart is how our monkeys describe their sour sibling born from the same imported malts, Belgian yeast, and a mix of magical spices. This Ooh, monkey decided magic. to take a walk on the tangy side. <laughs> it sounds like it is from San Diego, San Diego yeah, bro. with a swirling citrusy lemon bit, dude, and a delectable essence. You better pucker up. And respect the monkey. Uh, availability Who is writes year. This stuff? <laughs> I mean, we should write this stuff. I know. I mean, that's that's. I mean, it's pretty clever. I would love to write it, this it, stuff. It seems like all these beer companies have, you know, whoever their writer on staff is that comes up with this clever ass shit because all of them are almost yeah. the exact same thing. Yeah. I mean, I would love to do that for a living. Uh, they have the golden monkey. They have a twisted monkey, a tart monkey, an easy ringer, a classic, and a brotherly love. Along with a no-brainer, a dirt wolf, a cloud walker, and a, ooh, a prima pilsner, and a hop devil, which is probably their IPA Whoa, variety. But they got a really nice lineup. Yeah, I know. Seriously. I mean, nice label, beautiful, you know, understated, but really, really cool label. Mm -hmm. uh, nice color uh, palette on the on the cans. Interesting. Yeah, Very nice. Oh, it's, it's definitely eye-catching. Yeah, uh, you I mean, know, for that's, Pennsylvania, that's, you, that's, you think it would just say beer on yeah. it. Yeah, and, and, and I went over to the little section over there where they have um, the, uh, what is it, the the Allagash. You know, because I was I always, I, I always, the I always There's some in the cooler still. I was looking for some new offerings from Allagash, and there was nothing new, but then this one was there on the shelf, and I saw Sour 
and I knew how much you enjoyed last week's beer. That was good. The sour ale, which was fu- it was delicious. It yeah, was that tropical sure. sour hazy ale, and you know, hoping this will, this one will be pretty similar to that, but more alcohol. This one has five percent more alcohol. Yeah, that's interesting that they got it to nine point five. I know. Interesting. Are you want to give it a, a sniff? Well, cheers to you, Ben. Let's give it a little bit of a sniff. You can. It's almost like a sour champagne. Yeah, I mean, it smells like a pilsner. Yeah, but it's got a little bit of a tang to it yeah, on the on the nose. But, pri- but primarily, nice. it smells like a pilsner. You can smell a little bit of that sourness in in the scent. It's it's very nice on the news. Let's give it a shot. Let's see how this thing tastes. Uh, we got to crack it open first. We're that's cheering not, a lot tonight. That's not a sour. I mean, that's not a sour. That's not a sound effect right there. That's that's actually us really pouring it into the glass. But it has less on the nose than the last one. That's true. The last that's one had true. a really tight, it had more citrus, citrusy notes to you it. You know, yeah. tangy nose. This one has a pilsner nose. Yeah, this one doesn't have. It's almost like a more of a crisp sourness. The other one was a citrusy uh, sourness. But let's give it a shot, Ben. Let's see how this tastes. <laughs> let's crack open another one. <laughs> Respect the monkey. That is wow. actually really, that is really, also, really, really dark. Yeah, but it's it's it is almost like a tart candy. It's it's. How do you do that? I How do you know. make? I'm a, trying to figure that out, it's, man. I mean, I, I but I really do enjoy that sourness. Yeah, too. I like this. I mean, I think I like last week's better. It just had sort of yeah. a foggy, hazy. This one, it's also lip smackingly <clears> good. But it's but not it's the definitely same. tart. Yeah, it is. It is. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I almost have it. I almost feel like it has too much beer flavor. What? No, I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> too much Pilsner flavor. It's almost like I don't know. There's there's a little there's something about it that also gives it that that sort of champagne. Oh, for threat. sure, apple champagne. Yeah, it's like that sweet, but then it has. But that you can't taste the nice. alcohol at all. Yeah, no, no way. I mean, for nine and a half percent, I mean, this is actually really light for nine and a half percent alcohol. I mean, this like is almost like a lawnmower or mowing the lawn type of beer, but you don't realize yeah, it's ten percent. It, it is actually it's quite, three Budweisers in one. Yeah, quite refreshing actually, which is unbelievable. Um, but that's that is good. Now, maybe not as good as that last one that we had, but it's up there though. I mean, I I kind of like that Respect sour the monkey that sour finish. Very good. Oh, it's nice on the. T- I mean, it, and my mouth is full of like uh, saliva right now. I mean, it just it leaves you. Mm-hmm. It leaves you very, very. Your 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 tongue wants more. More. Yeah, it's like lemony, sour. It's like <sighs> what does it say? It's got on the palate here. It makes you puck your lips. Fruited notes, uh, precise souring, citrus laden yeah, tang, lemon, ending lemon with bit. a delectable mm. experience. Yeah. This one's more lemony. The other one was more grapefruity because that more of this, like, just, I don't know, that, that citrus orange grapefruit. This one is more just lemon sourness to it. But it does. Oh, that's good, though. But it's not strong. I so like that. Yeah, I think the last one had more of an IPA hoppy. Yeah. Yeah, a little uh, bit. Ingredients. This mm-hmm. has more of a straight Pilsner uh, mm-hmm. ingredients in terms of the the, the hops. Yeah. Smoother, I would say. Smoother. Oh, way smoother. Um, the other less was, sour. Less the other sour. One, the other one was, was thicker. This one's smoother. Lighter, but at nine and a half percent alcohol, I would have never said this thing has nine and a half percent alcohol. What I do you mean, think about you, the crispness? Uh, I mean, just because of the sourness and that lip smacking, um, ness that it has to it, I would say at, at 
it's crisp. Maybe not as crisp as the one from the week before. The other one had a little bit more carbonation. Um, this one less carbonation, and also it doesn't have as many citrusy notes on the finish. It's it hits you, but once it goes down, it's almost gone. The other one kind of lingered just a little bit. It's good. Sour. I'm almost, I think it might be about 30 degrees too cold for this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in terms of the outside yeah, temperature exactly. right now. And we record this podcast outside where football should be played and podcasts should be recorded. Mm-hmm. But where would you rate this, Ben, on our thirst and goal rating scale of beers? Wow, this would be great with pizza. Yeah, actually, um, that's a, that. We, we, actually, you know what? We're, we're going to grab the pizza a little bit later. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. This would be great with pizza. Yeah. Uh, I would probably give this a seven. Yeah, see, I would give it. I would give it an eight. I would give it an eight only because I'm really coming to enjoy these these sour beers. I mean, next week I probably shouldn't grab a sour one because the last couple of weeks we have a sour. We've had sour beers. What makes you so sour, dude? Uh, I don't know, bro. I don't know. <laughs> Bro, I can't talk. I'm drinking know. this beer. My tongue is just, like all percolated. I just feel like listening to a Weezer song right now, bro. Ooh, <laughs> is that Weezer? Yeah, is it? I'm surprised I even Buddy know. Holly. I'm surprised I know one Weezer song. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you know all of the Weezer songs. You don't. You know, I just wouldn't. You know, don't want to admit it. I wouldn't know to name them. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, I'd give it a seven just if because it's a little too to pilsnery for me. Destroy my sweater! Whoa, oh my whoa, whoa. god! <laughs> what year is this? I, well, it, they, were they the nineties or the it's, early two thousands? It's whenever the 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 Craig Craig Lache went into uh, the barrel. That was a popular song back then. Damn you, nineties! <laughs> you ruined my college. Some oasis. <laughs> yeah, we were like in the middle of like uh, grunge, and then whatever followed grunge. <laughs> It was like that that Weezer Green Day. No, Green Day was like back know, in '95. I mean, Green Day was '95. That was like you know you know that that was before. But the yeah the music when I was in college was not the best. Yeah, uh, when you had your long hair. Yeah, when I had my long hair, it was not the best. And your uh, your military boots and your baggy yep. jeans. Yep, my Timberlands. Your plaid. My uh, my t shirt. <laughs> my white t shirt, but with a flannel shirt with the sleeves cut off over the t shirt. Yeah, that's Woodstock in '94, yeah. right there. That was like uh, was it Woodstock '94? Yeah, yeah, I was there. Yes, yeah, 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 I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to camp out, lay on the ground, like old school stuff. I don't know why that's enjoyable. Well, that cannot you, you be wake enjoyable because you wake up and you got Cypress Hill and Kanye. Yeah, okay. And, yeah, there was no Kanye back then. Yeah, there was Kanye. '94. Uh, Kanye did he, No, come on. No, Kanye. not '94. Kanye. Come on, Kanye. When was Kanye? I kind of. I, I feel like he was at Woodstock '94. Look it up. Uh, Kanye. Yeah. West. Yeah. I'll bet, I'll bet you. A, I'll bet you a twelve year. <laughs> All right. I'll. I'll, All right. I'll, I'll bet you a twelve year. Kanye. Okay. Look at that. Let me pull up the Woodstock 94 lineup right here. I think he was there. I think he was wearing a brown sport jacket. Kanye. Yep. I don't believe you. I think that I'm right. Lineup. All right. Let's let's take a look at this. Let's look at the bands. That were there. We had rock, EDM, folk, grunge, alternative, alternative rock, metal, EDM. Oh, they have EDM. They had EDM back then. Yep. Blues rock, folk rock, jazz fusion, hard rock, world music, Latin rock, punk rock. Let's see. Uh, performers. So they had 
Uh, Roguish Armament with Wreck, Master of None, three, Futu Futu, I don't know what the fuck that is, Abba Rage, Abba Rage, what the fuck is Abba Rage? It was the it's 90s, like, man. <laughs> it was the 90s. It's like Swedish Rage. Uh, Lunch Meat, uh, the Paul Luke Band, oh. Peace Bomb, the Goats, Huffamoose. Or was it Woodstock Orleans, 99. Blues Traveler, Jackal, Delamitri, Live or Live. Uh, James, live. live. I mean, it could be, it could go either way. I don't know what that one. Uh, King's X, Cheryl Crow, Collective Soul, Candlebox, Violent Femmes. Uh, was it Aphex Twin? Aphex Twin? Uh, D. I Light. think it was Woodstock 99. DJ Spooky, Doc Martin, Frankie Bones, Kevin Saunderson, Little Louis Vega, The Orb, Orbital, Soul Slinger, and DJ Skoto. And there's no mention. Wait, no, that was just one stage. Okay, next stage. <laughs> there were three stages. <laughs> okay. Joe Cocker, Blind Melon, Cypress Hill. Man, Cypress Hill. That was, was my the stage shit. that I slept at. Cypress Hill was the shit. Yeah, we slept at that stage Rollins the night band, before. Melissa Etheridge, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. John Sebastian, Nine Inch Nails, Metallica, Aerosmith. Okay, that's a pretty good stage right there. Uh, Ninad Bach, uh, The Cranberries, Zucro. Zucro. Yeah. Zucro? Yeah. He was there? Yeah, that was my stage. You soon. and Well, Dora. we went, I mean, we, band, we went to other Hot stages, Tuna, but that was the one where we slept. Hornsby, yeah. Because uh, we wanted to Salt see Cy- and Peppa. Yeah, was we, there. We, we wanted to see Cypress Hill in the morning, and that's pretty much it. That's, so that's that's all of them. Wait, 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 never mind. There's another stage. Told <laughs> you, Country Joe McDonald, Sisters Glory, Thelma Houston, C.C. Peniston, Phoebe Snow. Okay, I'm just going through the Arrested <laughs> Development, uh, Traffic Spin Doctors, Porno for Pyros, Bob Dylan, Red Hot Chili Peppers. All right. <laughs> it was a good concert, man. Yeah, I, yeah. Apparently, I mean, you know. Uh, but and I, I paid zero dollars oh, to get Green in, but ten dollars for a Green Pepsi. Day was there. Neville yeah. Brothers, Paul, uh, Paul Rogers, Santana. I'm still looking for. That's it. That's it. I win the bet. Damn it! Uh, <laughs> All right, what do you want? Bottle of twelve. But any twelve, any twelve is fine with me. Kanye West, 1994, Woodstock. You don't trust me, do you? Like, I skipped over it on purpose. I, I, I feel like, like I just maybe, skipped over it. Wait, did I not see it? Did, nope, he's not there. Missing Kanye. All right. I mean, Kanye West? I mean, Kanye, he was probably... He was at Woodstock 99. Maybe, but I mean, he was probably he was probably 15 then, at that point. Yeah, it had to be 99. Oh, they had Limp Biscuit 99? Oh, yeah, I'm glad I missed that one. <laughs> yeah, Limp hey, Limp Biscuit was It got a, worse in the yeah, late yeah, yeah. 90s. I remember Music Limp got even worse. I remember Limp Biscuit. Uh, rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't I could have sworn I saw him there with a... Is that guy naked? I could have sworn I saw him there with a brown sport what, jacket. Who, is that Green Day? Is that... Yeah, that's yeah. Green Day was really good at Woodstock. Well, Green Day is still good today. Yeah, to this I day. mean, they were really good at to Woodstock. Day. Yeah, I mean, because I was a hippie back then. You're a hippie today, yeah. man. Well, no, not so much. But back then, I was a real hippie. I mean, you're you're less hippie-ish, but I could definitely yeah. see the hippie coming out. Now. I was a wannabe hippie in, 90, yeah. in 94. Well, throughout my childhood. I mean, all I listened to was 60s music and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but Friday, so you were an eight. I was, or you were an eight. I was yeah. a seven. Just yep. a little too pilsnery for me. Yep. Uh, but what else would you like to talk about? We have some time left. Look at that. We're only an hour and 49 minutes yeah, in. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a good time right there. You man. think that's a good time? I don't know if we need to talk about any more. 
tonight. You don't want to just ramble on aimlessly into oh, the could, night because right now probably nobody's listened to us anyways. I mean, after that whole uh, Woodstock '94 <laughs> thing, people started tuning out anyways. Yeah, but think about it. Now you know the entire Woodstock '1994 lineup. I know, but I didn't. I so didn't when realize, you win your trivia contest, I didn't at the realize bar, it was that impressive. What, oh, I mean, what do you like, think? You think I go to? You think I? What do you think I go to concerts and and watch what? What? Maybe yeah, you weren't at Woodstock '69, right? No, that was the first one, right? That was that was the first one, right? Yeah, that was yeah. the first one. The real were you, one. Were you rolling around in mud? Uh, it, the second day was very muddy. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> very. I, I have, I had pictures. I have some pictures left somewhere outside in a garage. I think. Uh-huh. But I got in a fight with my roommate who I went to Woodstock '94 <laughs> with, and he took. Uh, our blanket and some other memorabilia we had, he took when he moved out. So, uh, Ken, if you have my Woodstock '94 memorabilia, keep in touch with this guy, yeah, we've talked since. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, we, it was me, Ken, and my girlfriend at the time, Amy. We 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 had a friend who was uh, who owned a pizza place, and they let us jump over the fence into their pizza concession stand and then uh-huh. over the front of their concession stand into the concert because i was for free because I, I was and just, you get to enjoy aerosmith yeah. and everybody else i was determined to do it 69 <laughs> like in 69 so many people busted through the fences and just walked in that i was like this is how we're gonna do it a lot of we're not paying were, yeah a lot of children were conceived in 69 <laughs> yeah i mean but that was a different time i remember my boss at the grocery store where i was working at the time was like this hardcore like i was so scared of her like she was this hardcore like i always picture like this conservative you know, hardcore woman who wouldn't take any shit. And we literally went on Friday with the plan of just staying or Thursday, whatever day it was with the plan of just staying overnight and then going to work the next day. Uh-huh. When we got in and saw how cool it was and there are no cell phones back uh-huh. then. Uh, so we just, we, we got in, we're like, we're not leaving. Yeah. We're like, whatever happens. So that's like, that's not my sort of thing. Like I like, I like uh, EDM more. I mean, obviously that EDM back in that, you know, 94, that was the beginning of, you know, EDM. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, Friday's musical I, I, tastes are not particularly I could see myself uh, developed going, in the actual instruments. I could see myself going to Tomorrowland or something like that. You know, like uh, one of those music festivals. But still, I'm not one of those guys that likes to be out in the open. I still like to go to a hotel room where there's plumbing. Oh Lord in heaven! I, uh, but it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't like to piss on the grass in the open like <laughs> you do, Ben. Uh, you well, know, it was an hour walk to the bathroom <laughs> and an hour walk back, so. You had two options. Yeah, two hours to go to the bathroom, or I mean, there are certain here places. There are certain places that you that you can do that, but when there's like thousands of people watching you take a piss, I'm not a fan of that. You know, if I if I can be out in an open field by myself, I'll do it. But like when there's other dudes around you watching or women or whatever, I mean, it's like I don't feel comfortable. Doing you don't. That. You're not in touch with your hippie side. You know, like especially I am. like I'm what, like, what, what do if, I care? What if you like, have oh, the look, runs? What if you have the runs? Not as big as I thought it was. Where do you be? go if you have the runs? That's not mud uh, anymore. Off into the woods. <laughs> Off it, just just go off into the woods. All right. Yeah. You see, you grew up in the city, so I grew up as a like a legit. Uh, you, you did grow up want to be hippie in the sticks a little bit. Yeah, but I remember my boss. We because we stayed for we stayed through the whole concert. Like it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So we stayed for the whole. Co- we were like, well, you know, whatever happens, happens. And we we, we went to work on Monday because me and Ken both worked at the same place at that time, which was uh, a supermarket. <laughs> I won't name it, but in upstate New York, the Piggly Wiggly. Oh no, definitely not. And we went in on Monday morning, and I was—I thought we were going to get fired for sure because my boss was like, "Yeah, I, th- I always pictured her as being like really hardcore." And I walked in, and I saw her in the back in the stock room, and she just looked at me. She's like, "Oh, my little hippies have come home to roost," and I was like, "And she's like, I hope you had a good time." And I was like, so I still remember to this day, I was like so impressed that she understood 
because I was such a good worker. Well, she was probably at Woodstock 69. Yeah, because I was such a good worker. I was Woodstock. always there. I worked every day. I worked, you know, six days a week, nine hours a day. And I was like, you know, I was just impressed with her that she was like willing to like see that I needed that. And then she just let it go. Mm-hmm. And I never did anything like that again. I never blew off work again in my life. But did you, but, go, to, did you go to Woodstock 99? Uh, no, no, oh, no, no. Okay. That was like an airport or something. This one was st- in the legitimate, yeah, in the like, site where with the fields and everything. Mm-hmm. The, I think the one in 99 was like a, like an Air Force base or something. It was like all concrete and cement. Yeah, yeah. It was turning into some weird like we ass. Have, we have Coachella out here. You know, every, well, not the last couple of yeah, years. People love it. I, I wouldn't enjoy it. I like. I, I know no, you wouldn't. I no. always wanted to go to Burning Man. I no, always want to go no, to Burning Man. I don't think you would enjoy that. I, I might not, maybe but not, I want maybe to. Not now. Maybe I want to see then, if I would be able to at that enjoy age, it. maybe. But like you know, Tomorrowland or you know one of those festivals, the EDM. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, exactly. But that's that's what I. Your jeans are not tight enough. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the veins in your knee. <laughs> Like that was like I sent you that meme, yeah. right? It was like the guy was like dancing on his like uh poor on his like Oh the ultra on his we balcony go, and there's just like sweat no, coming should, down his, there's the, like sweat dripping down and he's just like in Croatia if they have the ultra music festival in split, we should go to that. Me, you and Sonny should definitely hit that up right there at the stadium in split at Poljud. We should definitely go to that. If it doesn't have Def Leopard and Journey, Sonia is we, not yeah. gonna have a good time. Hey, they might have some remixes. That's true. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, I mean, I lived through a whole different musical time than you did. Uh, but Friday, anything else to add? Uh, nothing else to add, Ben, unless you have something else I to don't, add. I don't, because nobody's listening to us nobody's, right now. We're just talking right and now. And if you are, we love you. Yeah, exactly. Just let us know that we love yeah. you. I mean, Friday's birthday today. We drank a little bit on the show. A tad. You know, just a little bit. So, you and know, we're bear, finishing bear with still us. Than still finishing earlier. Still finishing earlier podcast in the uh, two and a half hours or three hours long this one we're still under two hours but yeah, we should go back and talk to the, the free agents that we didn't talk about yeah. this week because <laughs> i thought we weren't gonna have time uh we don't uh <laughs> we can still talk about it when we're <laughs> running low on news in the nfl uh but ben to finish up the show on the big board we have some housekeeping Yes, thank you all so much for listening tonight. We are a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Please head to our website at thirstinggold.buzzsprout.com. From there, you can subscribe and listen to all of our past episodes. Look, 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 read the show notes and get links to all the stories that we cover and all the scotches, the bourbons, the ryes that we review, as well as the beers. You get links to all the podcatchers in the universe. Please also look for us on Pandora, Audible, and Amazon Music. Leave us a review on whatever podcatcher you use. How many stars, Franny? Five stars, Ben. Pound that five star. You can review or you can email us at podcastthirstandgoal at gmail.com. You can follow us on my mediocre Twitter account at Goal Thirst and on Friday's amazing, amazing museum you're, you're quality short, really. Museum I, I, quality. I think your, your Twitter is way better than my Instagram. I don't post enough. Yes, stuff. you will have uh, a link to the shots we had tonight by Wednesday, Maybe. I think. By Maybe. Wednesday or Thursday of this week. If we're lucky. Right, you know, right before the last, right, right as he's driving over here to record the next podcast. Uh, but Franny's amazing Instagram account <laughs> at Thursday. Yeah, do not post on Instagram and drive at the same time. <laughs> and it's check out. Safe. Well, you don't have a Tesla. <laughs> that's right. That's true. Too. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. true. But he will next year. No. All expensive. right, folks. <laughs> anything else to add before we Privacy. sign off? Although Elon Musk will join us one day on the show. Yeah, exactly. He probably would. He probably would. Tell me what to talk about. Uh, you know, Bitcoin or something. <laughs> 
<laughs> mention it so that we we can uh, buy a little Bitcoin before he mentions it. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, and everything every, everything that comes out of his mouth is gold. Yeah, with, with, with Elon Musk, just figure out what everybody else thinks is a good thing to do, and say that you hate it, and he'll come on the show because he wants to be you know contrary to whatever everybody else is doing. But it's golden. It's golden. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's only uh, the richest man on the planet. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> yeah. All right, Franny. See you next week. Yes, thank you so very much, everybody, for listening out there. Thank you.